Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right think you know the brooks ghost think again introducing the all-new better than ever ghost 16 now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight supreme softness that feels good every step every street every single day so go ahead take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen infused ghost 16 it'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins let's run there head to brooksrunning.com to learn more Just a little bit. Mostly because it keeps slipping anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I think it should be recording. You say recording? I think so. Yeah. It looks like it's it recording at the top there. Yes. I, I'm sorry. My, my, I'm sorry to all my listeners because this phone want to act stupid sometimes. <laughs> it happens. Tech is like the worst. <laughs> you ain't never lied. And like I said, you're looking gorgeous. I, Thank you. Uh, my favorite bunny. No, <laughs> I bet you say that to all the bunnies. Uh, shit, they look like you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world going on. So, how you been? What's been going on? How life been treating you, going So, <laughs> I other than like a small like spate of sicknesses, um, I've been doing really well. Mm-hmm. Like, so I got a tooth infection um, a few weeks ago, and it was like a wisdom tooth infection back here. So at 35, I had to get my damn wisdom teeth fucking removed, but just one last week. So that was annoying because that got in the way of, um, like, getting ready for Halloween content and stuff because I look like a fucking chipmunk for the first two weeks (laughs) of October. But um, I did just get back from the Why Not Cam Awards. Um, it's a, a niche kind of uh, specifically like streaming mm-hmm. uh, award that was uh, done in L.A. Um, so I'm part of a mutual aid group. I didn't get to get into this too much the last time we talked, yeah. but um, I'm part of this mutual aid group called Sway Vegas. So okay. I went for um, specifically for like 
Suede Vegas. And real quick, what that is, is it's um, a local group for uh, sex workers, specifically run by sex workers, where we do like social events. We do um, emergency cash grants, actually, like just small micro uh, financial assistance for anyone who can uh, go through a verification process. We give out harm reduction supplies. So I was at this. I was in the at this LA um, uh, award ceremony, basically dressed up in another costume because you know it's October, yeah. and we were giving out a uh, Plan B. And I was telling everybody have a cream pie on suede because that's fun, <laughs> <laughs> and like giving out condoms and stuff. We also were giving out like fentanyl test strips for people who like to party, but we want them to party safe. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a little bit of uh, what I do in like my kind of like activism charity side. So I've been more doing sex work activism than actual sex work lately because my stupid tooth. <laughs> but that's that's what I just got done uh, lately. That's what the pictures are on um, my Twitter from lately when I look like the, the creepy ass lamb. <laughs> so um, and, and just real quick, I'm going to do a shout out. It's swayvegas.org. Um, you don't have to be a, a sex worker from Vegas to apply if you ever need or if you want to donate or whatever. That's super cool. But as of, fuck, like this summer, mm. I'm going to brag a little bit. We have given out over $250,000 to sex workers nice. for emergency aid. And there's nice. no like... There's no like application process. We just like make sure you're a sex worker. So for example, um, like if you're a stripper, it might be harder to prove you're a sex worker uh, online than like a cam girl. Cause a cam girl can just like send us their links. So yes. what we'll do is we'll do like an e little email thing and be like, can you send us your sheriff's card or whatever? And then that's all we need. We don't need to know more. We don't need to know how much you make. We don't care. It's just like you're fucking stuck somewhere. Say you're stuck in Vegas in A A E E. You lost your phone. All your shit's dead. You need a hundred dollars for gas. Mm-hmm. Within 24 hours, we can try to pay you out to either um, a cash app or however you, you want to get the funds to just help out. So that's mostly what I've been doing. I want to get back on the fucking horse for work. Work. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you gotta um, get that money back right though, because yeah, that's yeah. Important. Because well, like, you see so so with the wisdom tooth it. extraction, you can't you can't suck on anything. Yeah. <laughs> you can't suck on anything because you're gonna get dry socket. So like, can't be sucking dick, can't be using straws. <laughs> and it wasn't so bad. Like it's just two weeks out. Even uh, on Tuesday, it was just two weeks ago. I got it done. So it you know I'm not looking chip monkey. I'm doing okay. But like. <laughs> <laughs> there goes all my early Halloween content, so now I'm gonna be a little bit late with some of the shit. But, <laughs> but I don't think the fans gonna mind because as long as they get it, they ain't gonna care. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, they're just gonna be like, "Oh, cool, cool costumes, content." They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. So, mm-hmm. hello everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app. Being we're trying to start their own podcast career, you know what to do: download Anchor or go to Anchor.fm and get yourself a profile. Start podcast today. I'm your host, Kevin Officer of a Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash Porn Rap Star. Three wonderful sponsors to tell you about, lsworld.com, the Facebook of the LS community, the hottest adult magazine in the game, eroticismmagazine.com, and for you content creators, 90% profit, no hashtag problems, and they even offer health care and even legal advice. I'm talking about excitebunny.com. 
also proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So go to shopgwdistrict.com and shop to your heart's content, especially during these holiday times. And buy from over 500 Black-owned retailers, shops, and boutiques. Also, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, not Friday, Friday, not Saturday, nor Sunday, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to me on FullySwapRadio.com. Also, check me out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com, as well as the BGP LLC app on their SGP radio. You can access it on your on your browser, or you can download it to your phone. Now, I'm sitting here with this gorgeous, sexy-ass bunny that's thick as all get out. Yeah, I guess you can call her a park. I just call her just drop dead gorgeous, and she's making it bounce for you, people. <laughs> only Tegan tracks. Thank yeah. you, thank you. No doubt. So, I'm glad... The harp on and, and the big backpack on um, what you were talking about with with with, with the activism. Right, because I do right. times back in my day mm-hmm. where girls are sex workers, they do their tours and then they get to a city mm-hmm. and shit gets and they get stranded. You know, right, I know yeah. I, I I glad that they have something in place now that can actually help girls because I remember girls used to get stuck like in Atlanta. New York. Mm-hmm. And I know, and even one time, Mass got homeless in Brockton, Massachusetts. Right. You know, period. So I know it's stressful for a woman to be in a place that she don't know, she's not from, and stuck and have no help. So, what? What? Um, tell us more about the organization. What made the? What, what started the organization? Okay. And all that. So, um, the organization was started. Uh, around like right before November 2020, um, it, which is a very fucking depressing year for so many people. And it was um, so the original founders of the group are my friend Summer Hart, my friend Cody Vore, a newer friend Xander Corvus, and myself. And we just kind of got together and we're just like, fuck, what, how can we help uh, our, our friends basically, like our community? And it started really small. We didn't think that um, it was going to grow as fast as it was going to be or uh, become as big as it was. But originally, we were just like, okay, so, you know, you kind of want to, like, have a small area to try to, like, properly plan to figure out how you can help people. And, like, at the time, we were like, well, people need money. Like, you you had all the, the, the rent shit going down and people not being able to work because of lockdowns and then, like productions were shut down so hard so like even just because because most of us work within the um porn industry sector of sex work right like the performer side and we could see how hard it was for us so we knew it was hard for other sectors of work like full service workers um escorts strippers like everyone was hit really hard so we just kind of got together we're like well fuck what can we do and um, so there's this this concept. I, I won't lie. I'm a big old fucking SJW woke ass bitch. Though I don't <laughs> like to I don't like to like lecture people. So we all got together in our fields and we were like, fuck, what can we do? And um, we we had like a really small goal. We're like, well, people need money. <laughs> like people need money right now. They don't, and maybe they need more. But so when we first got started, we're like, okay, so like. We can't obviously like pay people's fucking rent, but how can we help 
as many people as we can and minimize like scams because <laughs> we don't want to do something that's called mean testing like we don't yeah. care we don't we don't want to we don't want to be like all of the other fucking charities and stuff that are like we'll give you money but you have to do it this way you can't like people need help they need help now and they need to be able to put help to like whatever they like some people need rental assistance some people need groceries some people need gas some people need a hundred dollars to throw on their fucking power bill so we didn't want to like tell them how to spend it so we decided to do like small uh, what was the smallest amount of life-changing money right so we figured a hundred dollars like that's not little but it's not like huge right it's it's enough to help out so we thought we would be giving out like we don't know like five helping five people a month or something because we hadn't really like thought it out in our head and so we kind of like pulled our cash together like we were all the original donators of the group so like all of the funds we were giving out was was our own money um and uh it turned out it turned out to be a much bigger deal than we thought like we thought we were going to be helping like i don't know 10 people a month or something which is like a thousand dollars that's still a lot but you know like but no it turned into something huge uh and after like the first year we had given out a hundred thousand dollars and we were like holy shit so then we had to start figuring out fundraising because <laughs> like uh uh like so the original founders like we do give us a decent amount and a significant portion and um the way that the the uh organization is like made is that any one of the founders can also like apply we're not we're really not means testing anyone we're not like we don't care we don't we don't want you to like have to submit an application we don't need bank statements like we don't care so like say Tomorrow I lose my fucking OnlyFans and I lose like because right now I'm mostly an OnlyFans girl. Like I, I lose my entire source of fucking income and I need a hundred dollars, even though I'm a member of this org, a founder of this org, and have been in there for years. I can apply for a hundred dollars because it's just a limited amount. Yeah. So um and we which you can even like request repeatedly. Um eventually we will prioritize giving to to new people a month. But uh, generically, the limit, the only limit is like just apply once a month uh, when you're in need. Like other than that, like there have been people that have like needed a lot. So what we'll do is if um, people have to request like multiple months in a row, we'll be like, okay, we're going to put you on a waiting list. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's like we're good to go. So um, that was kind of how the org founded, and that was in November 2020. And then as we were kind of doing it, we kind of started like, all right, we started doing fundraisers. So we have like um, Xander Corvus is a member, a founder. He's kind of like our hype man. So he does a lot of Twitch streaming to get us out there. And then Summer Heart is kind of like everyone, like like she is just the sweetest. So she she's always like taking care of like, harm reduction and most people who like go through our verification system are usually talking to her and then you have cody uh who's another good hype man kind of like pr person and she's been really gung-ho about getting like um a connection so the the award ceremony we went to um she's pretty good friends with uh the person who runs that one jay from why not so uh that's the only adult uh industry event we're at regularly so we're trying to kind of change that we're trying to figure out like what is the the best goodwill to to uh doing like public events as well as adding stuff so we started doing things like harm reduction as well 
especially when you have fucking the goddamn Supreme Court trying to force me to have goddamn work babies and dumb shit. Like, I'm not having a work baby. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so we started trying to figure out how we can do, like, more safer sex uh, uh, supplies and, like, internal condoms. So we started trying to give those out, too, at tabling events. Um, and if people need that kind of stuff, too, like, they can contact us. And uh, if we can, we'll try to send it out to them. We'll either... Like, if they're local to Vegas, we'll drop it off. But, like, if they're out of, out of town, out of state, we'll try to send them stuff. Uh, we've been giving out a lot of fentanyl test strips out to places that, you know, because, like, in our community, obviously, yeah. we do a lot of partying. You know, because even it even touched me because uh, the mother of my, my mother, my oldest daughter, she died mm-hmm. from a fentanyl overdose. So, Ouch. Yeah. yeah. See, it's, so, and it's exactly stories like that that, like, really like fuck like fuck us up because like you lose a lot of like young industry performers to like yeah lots of them die in car crashes or or they 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 do have what's called like like substance use disorder or or addicts like we don't we don't care if you party like people party for many many reasons like just we we want to make sure that it doesn't end your life so so we've been giving out fentanyl test strips uh when we can we give out narcan we tell people how to use it like we've been doing all of this stuff. Uh, it's kind of been growing as uh, over the last two years, but it was really born out of need in the pandemic because we kind of noticed that like government options aren't great for sex workers, right? Like people in the league, more legal parts of the sector, yeah, they can get help, but even they get fucking stigmatized and then people doing full service are fucked. So we yeah. wanted to like be able to help these demographics who are like, harder to reach but also more suspicious of like government groups and stuff like that because like we're all sluts too <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, <laughs> there's not any there's not any crazy ass judgment on our side of things you know we're just like you know <laughs> i i love to regularly say uh uh definitely like my favorite thing to say is cream pies on suede when i'm handing out plan b like <laughs> Like don't have don't have any work babies unless unless you're a freak and you want them, you know. <laughs> yeah, because it to me is like it's crazy as hell. Because I remember when I was younger, I looked into the employment guide of the United States. Is a for some of you millennials, it's a book that tells you all the jobs that's uh-huh. in the United States. And one of the jobs that was in there was adult film actor and actress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, there's never really been because I've been seeing a lot of you know the, the sex worker activists, mm-hmm. you know, this, this, and this, and I always say, okay, what exactly are y'all doing for them? Because right, even, yeah. for example, me personally, one of the things that I would love to see is that motherfuckers do like let's say a a not a stipend, what I'm looking for, a waiver. That people mm-hmm. can take PTS and they ain't got to pay as much, or, yeah. or or something to that nature that favors the porn star, you mm-hmm. know, because people don't realize TTS is a lot a, a lifeline for us because yeah. a lot of people do not accept a health department or a doctor. Yeah, you know, these companies, a lot of companies, some companies do cover your TTS, many don't. Many don't. It, no. So I always felt that one of the things that the activists should have done, what they should do, is have it to where talent can come to them and get either the T get some type of 
assist you to lessen the TTS. Right. Yeah. Like a, like a reimbursement or something even. Yeah. Um, there is, oh, fuck. God, it's not coming off to the top of my head, but I, there, there is something like that now, uh, Mm -hmm. nowadays. I, I don't remember if it's, uh, pass itself that does it or the free speech coalition, I'm gonna have to look that up and actually get that info to you. But there is there is a group you can sign up for, and they they do because um, it's all it's all talent involved. And as long as you're testing through them, they will um, do do to an extent a certain amount of reimbursements. I don't think it's like the full like they cover the full test, but they 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 might cover like half of it or something. I'm gonna have to ask. Then then anything. I'm just saying. yeah no yeah because like performers are like okay so uh tts right now um if you're doing the full covid panel it's like 190 but if you're doing just the the gold standard it's still like 160 but we got to do that twice a week and see that's <laughs> what in vegas or month, he, sorry twice a week twice a month every two weeks yeah. that's 320 dollars. that's a lot and that's yeah. just to do our job and make sure we're all safe right yeah so, yeah, so, so like it, that's a significant it, expense yeah because also with it also hurt the newer performers that may not make as much. And yeah, they that they don't get as much notice. You know, pay for the TDS. Because unlike back in my day, they didn't really require TDS. As long as you had a health department, at least right, yeah. to show that you've been clean for two months, people didn't give a shit. But then mm-hmm. motherfuckers fake that. I had had that argument. Yeah, got yeah, fucking grifters ruining it. Yeah. Fucking yeah. like, and and our body is our work too. So like, yeah. like I know people who get tested to. Oh, oh God, and and that's the thing too is getting tested doesn't for those two weeks doesn't even mean you're guaranteed scenes because yeah. like shit happens and like uh at, from the indie sector. So yeah. like I set up all my own content. So I like I'm not very often not being paid for my scenes, mm-hmm. which means I'm a collaborator. So like if someone has to cancel, I'm down a test. Yeah, and like you, you need to do a certain amount of scenes, whether paid or not, to like be worth that much, right? And so, like, I've totally had weeks, and it, and it's nobody's fault because shit happens. Where like I set up three BGs and then like four GGs or whatever, and then like all of a sudden so uh, I it. have to cancel because schedules don't line up on yeah. one of these shoots, and then another one like they can't make it in town or something. So like I'm down half my scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And then like if if I'm selling that content myself, like I'm fucked. So like that reimbursement really helps. Yeah. And and things like our sway grant can absolutely go towards that. Because mm-hmm. like we try we try like most of the way we give out um our benefits has been just like like if people have like a cash app or a Venmo or, or whatever, that's been the easiest. Um, because we can also do it kind of pretty instantly. Um, so like when we just and, and the money goes to their bank account, so they can spend it however they want. They can spend 25 of that on gas, 30 of it on food, or, or whatever if they need to break up the amount, right? So, like, that was kind of what the group was founded on, was just, like, <laughs> giving people a little bit of breathing room, man. You know, just, you like... Because sometimes people need help. I mean, yeah. you don't realize it's, it's, yes, people, it is a porn star's grant. That's what it is. <laughs> you know? But but it's not just porn stars. You're a cam girl, good. And we don't we don't judge by gender. We don't care like like, because like we often get asked, can like male talent apply? Yes, please. <laughs> if you're working, if you're a sex worker, now some sometimes like we don't necessarily give out money to like a producer. Mm-hmm. So like 
say the owner of Brazzers, like we're not going to give him a hundred dollars. But if you're fucking on cam, that counts. If you're a stripper, that counts. If you're a fetish model, that counts. Like, you know, so if you're a performer of any kind, if you're a POV guy, but your dick's in front of the camera and you're filming and all this stuff, that counts. You know, like, so we don't try to do any kind of like limitations that way. And I'm sorry I'm a little distracted because your cleavage is <laughs> I'm just like, oh gosh, you just look so sexy. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so you went to the Why Not Convention. I heard so much about it. Um, and it was like, how was this year um, with the Why Not? Um, so I didn't actually go to the con. I only went to the um, industry part or the industry awards night. So basically we had like a, a table, just a table at the awards night. So when people were coming in off the red carpet, uh, we would hand out stuff and like, you know, do our little spiel. But um, I had heard that it went really well. Um, I know that the Why Not uh, Cam, uh, like a like a industry specific convention. So not quite like an exotica or anything. But I know that they, there's like been so many speakers who do panels and um, uh, along yeah, with so many people seem happy about shit. Yeah, it sounded like it went really well. Yeah, it just seems more business oriented. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you like know. the XBase Con instead of uh, uh, AEE or whatever. Yeah, because <laughs> um, a lot of times us as porn stars, like, like I was having a conversation with, with you know, a couple of girls that talking about going to Azaka this year. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's good not to do shoots and focus on your networking. Yeah, exactly. These conventions versus doing shooting because you don't know what you might miss out on, you know. Well, and and also, like, just people's schedules at cons, like. It's crazy. It's, well, it's also Plague Central. So, like, this has been my, I live in Vegas. I am local to Vegas. And I see performers try to come in a few days early and a few days after exot or uh, a- sorry uh, AVN AVN Awards AEE, mm-hmm. and they try so fucking hard to set up like a shoot every day and then do all of the booths like whatever mm-hmm. they might be scheduled for or or whatever they're like meet with their fans and then go to the industry parties and then go to like network and stuff and then. <laughs> like no one has fucking time to eat all these people all these bitches are eat- eating liquid dinner because they're you know networking and shit and like no one's eating a goddamn calorie because they're always trying to make sure that they look good for their fucking shoots and stuff so like it's just so hard there's like yeah. people in and out schedules change last minute like when you're trying yeah. setting up shoots is so hard and i live here so like going yeah. to an exotica and trying to do that you got you got to pick a, a focus yeah, <laughs> for because individual connection is pacing yourself because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, to, to keep it one hundred because we keep one hundred on my show. Like me, uh-huh. I don't want to be the third dude down that day. You know, yeah. you know, it, it because you because sometimes when that girl come in after she didn't did two shoots, she's tired. Yeah, she's twisted and beat up. She ain't gonna give you the same energy that she did the first one. Same thing with dudes, especially mm-hmm. dudes, because some of us is one nut and that's it. Or two <laughs> Exactly, <nuts>. yeah. <laughs> so you thought about you trying to do three shoots and your ass can barely keep the motherfucker up that third one and, and that might be the important shoot that might fuck up your career. Right, you like the paid ones. 
Like, because I know people who will do paid shoots and then they'll also try to set up like collabs because, you know, they're trying to get all of their eggies in a basket, which is smart. I'm not saying don't do that. Mm. But like, then they can't, and then and then they go to the industry party the night before to network because they're actually there to talk to like directors and other industry people. Like they're not there to get fucked. Most industry players I know who go out and like to party are still working. Like they're mm. networking, partying. Like, yeah, they're drinking. Yeah, they're having fun late night at a club, but it's not fun. They're not like dancing. Like, yeah, they're looking for industry talent. They're they're trying to get connections. They're trying to figure out when the next big paid gig is and all that stuff. And it's hard to do all of that shit at one con, you know? Because yeah, because, and then no one's sleeping. And then you, everyone gets sitting. And I'm not saying like for gross reasons. It's just all of our immune systems are shot because we ain't been sleeping. Yeah. We've been yeah, drinking every fucking night. <laughs> yeah, going from like yeah. from one climate or you know one environment to the next, of course it gets. Yeah. Times when I used to go to New York and I come back to North Carolina, I mm-hmm. kept, had a cold all year. Yeah. Until, until I came back to North Carolina, so it's kind of like I it because I I know with why not I know a lot of people probably wasn't trying to do content shoot. It seems more nope, about they were. Top- there is still, there is still, and and I think it, it's okay to do shoots if, like, that's why you're there. Yeah. You know, like, you focus on going to a con and you're doing that thing, but you're actually trying to connect with performers. That's fine, but you can't do it all. So what I what I have done in the past is um, if I've been hired up for a booth mm-hmm. for an Exotica or something, then that, that, that particular con, I focus on, like, engagement with fans and getting my name out there and all that stuff and then like because i'm local in vegas i will then focus on people on that con for people who want to shoot and then like other ones i'll be like okay at this con i know a lot of my fans can't make it so i'm not going to get paid that way so this isn't a a, a paid con this is industry networking so then i'll go to a specific one then i might go to like the seminars and then go to like one or two industry parties. Cause I won't lie. I, I get real fucking tired. I'm, I'm so lame. And like, I'm, I'm such a bad sex worker in the stay up late arena, specifically that one. Like I wake up at 6am naturally. I get fucking tired at nine. So like I'm at the con during the day and then I got to pick one or two parties <laughs> and like plan for it. But I do be knocked out by nine o'clock. Right? Yeah, and then I'm still in bed by fucking midnight. Then miss the party and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when I was uh, younger, when I first started, I was, like, more into the partying for kind of the fun of it. Not, like, super deep party, but, you know, you see you see the the porn life gets glamorized a little bit. You want to do, like, the porn equivalent of the Hollywood thing. You want to do the red carpet. You want to dress up. I don't care about that shit anymore. <laughs> it's still fun. Like I'll, I'll choose, like I'll have a good time for that one. But you know, like I'm like, I was like, I've been there. I've been, I've done that. That's fine. <laughs> so uh, my favorite part about cons is meeting new people. Mm-hmm. So um, like I don't try to focus on shooting too much, especially if I have to travel out of state. But, but I really, I really love meeting new fans. I love meeting new workers. I have a lot of fun. You 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 live in Vegas, where everyone pretty much comes to. Yeah, so, so it's not hard for me to set up shoots. You don't necessarily have to worry about shooting content per se. Yeah, so yeah. Because nine out of ten, at some point in the year, the person that you want to work with is going to come to Vegas anyway. Yeah, and if because uh, especially like between Vegas, LA, and like a little bit Phoenix, mm-hmm. like I'm right there. I'm right in that fucking nexus. If someone's going to LA, they're usually stopping in Vegas first. Mm-hmm. So like. 
I don't have to worry about shooting as much. I know that's not the case for everyone. Like I was literally so, <laughs> so not to segue into wrestling, but just to segue into wrestling a little bit. Um, after I was spouting off about fucking uh, whatever the AEW Dynamite was or whatever, uh, and I, I I talked to uh, Billy a little bit, um, and <laughs> and he hit me up. He's like, I not like I would be so interested in working with you eventually. And then we had this conversation because like I'm in Vegas, I don't have to travel to go set up. Like you're right, like I could throw a rock and hit a fucking porn star just like out my my door. And if they're not a porn star, then they're an indie porn streamer, or they're a cam girl, or they're a stripper. Like I can just get, like, but but where Billy's at, Billy's got to fucking drive two hours, maybe, to find anyone. Because like I don't want to say exactly where he's based, but you know he's based somewhere that's not a fucking porn porn mecca. And trust me, being a white porn star in Atlanta is like. <laughs> A, a a a handicapped man trying to run the hundred is 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 tough. Okay? <laughs> yeah, there's there's I I do know that there is quite a bit of like really prominent black stars out of Atlanta, but <laughs> um, I totally understand where he he come from in that. Because even with me, when I my time, uh-huh. you know, it wasn't a, it, it really was it was porn stars in North Carolina, but they was more focused on trying to go to Hollywood and get paid for shooting. Yeah, yeah. You know, there wasn't the, there wasn't as much like yeah. indie stuff as there is now. Like yeah, like fucking know. performers not realize that you know they make fun like a lot of like I want to say more established or kind of like elitist porn stars make fun of like the indie side of things because they're like oh they're just bitches with a fucking camera like an iPhone <laughs> camera but like iPhones today can shoot in six K and everyone has one. <laughs> They sell I mean, ring lights at Target. Like, you can get a great it's, setup. It's, it's not just with the iPhone, because, I mean, of course, iPhone, because mm-hmm. I'm school, I'm sorry. If it ain't a camera, I don't want it. But even with an iPhone, you got to still have the lighting. You still got to have everything. Oh, yeah, you have to have the... Um, you have to have the the skill with production, but you don't have to have high-end equipment as long as you know how to use it. Because I'm going to tell you what's funny. Everyone talk about 4K, 4K, 4K. Here's a hint, people. When you upload your shit to these sites, it's standard definition. Deadlines. Mm-hmm. Only a few sites have HD. That's it. If you and say then, that, like, the places that, that do 4K and 6K now are all, like, VR sites, which yeah. makes sense. I've done a few actual uh, uh, VR. Sh- I start, I've started doing VR shooting with uh, Blush Erotica, and Sean Dam starting his own his own VR studio, and in that shit, you do need that higher resolution because uh, I've heard it makes people nauseous when they're watching in the goggles and stuff if it's not clear. But other than that, like all of my selfies, I I, I like most of my photos on my uh, like Twitter and shit, all the stuff I share, those are all self shots. Those are all shot with my iPhone. Um, I do have a camera for like bigger production stuff so like if i'm making like a video video where i'm hiring talent and i i have hired camera guys for sure mm-hmm. but like if i'm making a solo video for only fans real quick yeah lighting matters way more than the camera i'm using right yeah. so like and and lighting i have a bunch of like super expensive lighting equipment now but when i first started you didn't fucking need that all you need are those like 
ugly ass lamps that have like the spider shit <laughs> and you just bounce it off a fucking white wall and then you get like one one desk lamp, right? You know the yellow construction lights you got at Walmart. I had two of them. Exactly, yeah. The, the thing about those is they set these get so hot, but they fucking do the job. You look great, right? Yeah. And then and then the best lighting, if you can do it in a place during the day where you can be naked, is fucking free. <laughs> if you got a good spot, you got mm-hmm. that good natural lighting, then you don't have to worry at all. But lighting matters so much more than, like, the most, most expensive camera. Like, my first videos, I didn't even film with my iPhone because, God, I started, like, nine years ago at this point. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were filmed with my webcam. I used a shitty-ass... Uh, a Logitech 920 that films in like potato, you know, like, yeah. And all that mattered was lighting. Like I used my laptop, which is actually nicer than you think because you can see yourself on the laptop screen. So like, but yeah, like, so as long as you have like your shit and you get it down, it's not too hard to produce solo content. Um, That doesn't mean that people shouldn't shoot for higher production because people do care. But like you can get there, you know. You don't have to. You don't have to. Like I have a fucking fifteen hundred dollar video camera, but I don't use it that much. I well, only use it if I'm putting like. I'm heavy. That's Because <laughs> then I got to make sure I have a tripod heavy enough to fucking carry it. That's another two hundred dollars because you know I'm not gonna fucking drop it. <laughs> and I do. I do occasionally make so like I. Uh, I do have a partner. Uh, he's on my. He's on my Twitter. He is used to the fucking hot wife, slut, slut wife game. Um, I'm not his first sex worker partner. <laughs> I had talked about him a little bit before. His his first, uh, his his ex-wife was uh, a performer named Kylie Nash, who is, oh my God, this woman's hustle is amazing. But like, but like, so occasionally I'll make him bust out the camera for like customs and stuff. So like, I do have help. But most of the time, if I can, like I will hire a videographer, um, or or get with talent that and we'll go have have Z's in for the for the location and and the videographer, and then the uh, whoever I'm working with will come up with our own scenario, whatever. Because like the thing that I don't know that videographers do know, and this is where those skills come into play that are more important, is like, oh excuse me, it's, it's like how to shoot and edit, right? So like the directing part, like this shot matters because you want this little this little scene to matter for the storyline or whatever because i do i like stupid ass complicated (laughs) storylines so i have this video i just did with will tile that was my idea so like um and it was really dumb so it's the editing is going to be a little bit of work Uh, i actually need to get in contact with him because i think i missed some of the the shit off my hard drive but so, so like we had to do a lot of cuts and like i've never done this before but i really wanted to do like so i like really dumb porn like when I make porn, uh, when I when I fucking fap, I actually read erotica because I'm a nerd. But like when I'm performing, sometimes I like to have like stupid ass ideas because they're fun. So I had this idea that it was me and Will, me and Will Tile, and we were scientists working specifically for like a marital aid science fucking store or whatever. <laughs> and like so, it was it was basically uh uh we 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 created like aphrodisiacs and shit right and there's something that goes wrong in the lab and we accidentally take our 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 horny pills that we're we're trying to work on and sell 
So it's two scientists, coworkers who like, we don't hate each other, but we don't like each other or anything. You know, we're just coworkers or whatever. We're just working on this thing. But we accidentally take the horny pills and we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, so, so the setup, the setup was like, we're trying to be professional and not like creep each other out, but we know yeah. that the only way to get rid of the horny pill effect is to come. Yeah. Oh, we don't fuck at first. It's really stupid. <laughs> it's like, so we're, we have this shot of us just sitting on this like research, like a hotel bed or not, I'm sorry, like a hospital bed. Cause we, we uh, got a wood rocket set, which is really cool. Um, and it was like a hospital setup. And so it's just we're us awkwardly fucking sitting next to each other. And he's just like, because we're trying to still be like professionals and like not admit to our boss we accidentally took the horny pills or whatever. It was something stupid. It was like my character like was like, oh yeah, my dealer's here. And then Will's like, you your dealer is a coworker. And I'm like, dude, we work for like a chemical lab. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, what happened? Where does he like, well, what happened? And I was like, well, so I do my drop off in the lunchroom and he's like, oh shit, I left a horny science pill sample in there. You didn't take the wrong thing, did you? <laughs> and just like, it's super stupid. So we're sitting there awkwardly on the bed. He's fapping, but not looking at me because he's trying to be respectful. And yeah. I'm like, not looking at him. And I'm like, going to town like this, like fucking, <laughs> but we're like, it's weird though. Like that's the whole vibe is it's like, if you had to imagine, I, I can see, I, I'm, I'm envisioning it now. Yeah. So like, and then after that, we wanted to have like the, the, the horny pills, like do multiple cum shots. Like that's the whole, that's the whole reason we sell them. Right. Is like, yeah. they make you crazy horny. And if you have a vagina, they make you like, like if you have a pussy, they like make you super fucking like addicted to cum. Like, like you want to, you want to eat it. You want to mm -hmm. taste it. And then like, if you have a dick, it can make you come like over and over and over and over again. Like we did uh, like five fake pops. And then the last one was the real pop because <laughs> we wanted it stupid. We wanted it like sciency and dumb. So there was like so many times out. So after we get done with the, the bit where it's like, we're just like fucking awkward. Like, I want you to imagine sitting next to your hot coworker and you're like trying to be polite, but you're also trying to jerk off. But that's what we were trying to do. And then it's just like, okay, so I don't want to be a creep, but like, this isn't going to get done unless we get over our horniness. So like, we can, can we fuck, but it's just for work. Like you don't have a girlfriend or anything. We do this little bit and he's just like, yeah, okay, I guess. And then we just fuck. <laughs> so it's just like it's super silly. Um, and then in, in the positions and stuff, we had to do a lot of cuts because he had to do multiple pops which yeah. is so funny because there's one of them where like he's doing it and he's, he's faking the cum and then we have to cut so he can go out and then get the pre-made fake loop and put it yeah. in me. And I have to stay in position like a fucking chandelier, just like, like this with my legs up <laughs> and I can't bend because he's got to put it in there so that when he gets the cut done, he can, you know, re-enter and then be like, Oh God. <laughs> like, like I want to do shit like that. That kind of stuff is hard to film on your own. Yeah. <laughs> that that is where you need those videographers and directors. What porn is missing the creativity that it yeah, has. Yeah, and I and I can come up with ideas. I'm real a great idea generator, but I don't necessarily know the ways to make all this shit really cool. Like I've made some really like that's kind of why I choose the the performers I work with, and um, I like to make a lot of my own indie stuff is because I have all these stupid ideas. <laughs>
like I did this uh this other video I did with Will was uh it's called Thief or uh <laughs> so basically um the setup is is that Will was a guy in a hotel room whose wife went clubbing, right? And he's like there for work, so he's trying to go to sleep or whatever. So he's got like a sleeping mask on and he's fucking asleep. And I come in as a thief, like an actual fucking, like I went full fake burglar. I'm wearing all goddamn, like a dark cropped white t or a dark black t-shirt, fucking <laughs> a beanie. I got a black face mask on. Like I don't look sexy. <laughs> and I come in and um, he, you know, he, cause we have to have lights on, which is so funny because you have lighting for filming. So we had to give him a sleeping mask because like who the fuck sleeps with all their lights on. But anyway, so uh, we got in and I'm like going through his wallet and I accidentally, like my ass touches his hand. Yeah. And he has the mask on. So he thinks I'm his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and so to pr pretend I, so I don't get caught stealing his shit. I'm just like, oh yeah, honey. Um, let me give you a blowjob so you can go to sleep. <laughs> but he has the mask on. He's like, oh, you're so, like. Like, dumb shit like that. Like, I really love making, like, these kind of silly, um, yeah. different kinds of playing on porn. Like, I, and I absolutely have, like, the more fucked up kind of, like, you, you know, the darker porn stuff, too. But that, again, that's also harder to do, too. So, like, it's, oh, it's nah, a lot easier to do these, like, funner. Myself, I wanted to do a vampire scene where we at the mm -hmm. end of it, after the pop, she bites into my dick, and then you uh -huh. And I wanted to do the makeup where you see the two teeth marks and the blood dripping out. <laughs> the but you gotta be careful too with these fucking platforms. You can only do a little. Yeah. Like, like I would love to do horror porn, but we can't because people are fucking stupid. You can have Game of Thrones up there, yeah. having fucking incest sex scenes everywhere, but like, if I have fake blood because I'm a vampire coming out of my mouth, obscene. It's so dumb, but you know, like. I had one scene taken down recently because the girl pretended to be intoxicated, did not drink one beer on during the scene. She just walked in like she was drunk. Yeah, like you're just fucking, you, like you're just coming up with these scenarios, right? You're just like, they, they don't realize we're fucking pretending. And then like, so people for like doms and doing like BDSM shit, like they have it so much fucking worse too. Like, so uh, like, like, for example, like again, I'm mostly an OnlyFans girl right now. But like only, so I had OnlyFans take down one of my videos um, because it had lactation in it, but it didn't. I just talked about it. That's it. That's it. The whole video, it was a custom from a member of mine who really wanted like kind of lactation. It's like them blocking yeah. talking about shit on somebody. Right, like, <laughs> and now I'm like concerned about like the kind of shit I can do on OnlyFans generically, like, like, can I just like, I would love to do like just a, a dumb video series that that can be sexy or not because like the cool thing about like OnlyFans is is I can throw my content on there, but I can also be like real quick vlog, like check in guys, this is what I'm doing this week, blah 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 or whatever. And I'm afraid of like I want to do like a confession vlog and just be like, so here's some dumb slutty shit I used to do before I became a professional slut. With what I've done a lot, <laughs> but like, what can I talk about? Yeah. They took down a video where I'm just talking. Like, it was but just an impregnation reading fetish. Have a standalone your own website because yeah, that's the route I'm going. Because you ain't got to worry about dealing with that. Like with Model yeah. Central, 
Model Central, I got like a rape play scene up there, which I was mm-hmm. called um, Thirsty, Thirsty, Thirsty. I, I forgot what I named it. Uh, damn, I forgot what I named it. Where mm-hmm. basically, I'm a sexaholic and the girl was my sponsor. Right, and right. She, oh, that's funny. Trying to get in touch with me. And she walks into the room and catches me jerking off. And I said, no, I need some fucking pussy right now, bitch. Right. And we literally tussled. Like, she told me, she's like, no, I want you to really tussle with me. Yeah, we, so you guys, like, planned, going, like, some rough right. shit. Yeah. Yeah, and it was straight, you know. Now, luckily, uh-huh. so I ain't took it down. But I got it on my standalone site, Black Bull mm-hmm. Set. So I ain't got to worry about it being taken down. You right. Know? No, that makes sense because, like, so there's a lot of, like, um, so if I could, I mean, actually, I would, there's a lot of sites I fucking shoot for. But as an example, yeah. um, there's uh, uh, this website, Evolve Fights, right? Yeah. And it's, like, it's the, 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 the wrestling fetish. Like, whoever, whoever loses has to be fucked by the winner or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's sites you couldn't put that on, even though it's completely fine and everyone's cool because it appears rough or whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. Or, like, OnlyFans is taking down squirting videos. Yeah, I heard right? about that. Which, yeah, okay, some some bitches can't squirt, and sometimes it's pee. But, like, dude, who cares? It's porn. Like, you literally got famous on porn. <laughs> it, like I said, Like, we, that's vanilla as shit. <laughs> see, to me, like I said before, when OnlyFans became king. Yeah. Changed the game because mm-hmm. it made the MasterCard and Visa which was used to porn being way more gate kept. Yeah, so. with like pay sites having yeah, um, the, the pay gates and shit. So when they start seeing more civilians breaking in and now it's getting more murderier, it scared them. Yeah. Yeah. They've been having a lot of like bullshit people going after them for like fucking stupid ass reasons. Like, I'm going to keep talking about OnlyFans as an example because that's what I'm most familiar with right now. But, like, so, like, you see these articles going around from fucking, like, the UK or whatever the fucking morality and media-ass dumbass people or whatever going on and on be like, oh, kids are being trafficked onto OnlyFans. We found some some kids and showed them and made a fake account for them to show how easy it was. Like, they're literally in these accounts fucking admitting that they, they got underage kids signing up. <laughs> And I have to fucking scan my face with OnlyFans 17 goddamn times and be like, no, I'm really me. Here's my goddamn ID. And have my face biometrically scanned in a system. And they're going to tell me, like, <laughs> no, there are not kids on OnlyFans. They're not. No, like, I'm gonna not take, especially I'm gonna not now. Goddamn. started this whole bullshit. Mm-hmm. It was actually a tube site. It's yeah. just it was a tube site. Mm-hmm. Site of the problem because tube sites never wanted to verify nobody. No, they don't because if they're gonna lose all of their fucking content. Their traffic. Mm-hmm. So that they found that rape video that was in question. Yeah. But the reporter, because he was a complete piece of shit and an asshole and a fucking sex worker fucking hater. Fucking has no he idea what he's talking about. Every fucking site that had nothing to do with that one tube site. Exactly. It, As if it, everyone else isn't like, so when I first joined, like, we hated Pornhub and shit. Yeah. Like, I knew so many indie cam girls who, like, 
wouldn't have anything to do with that until they had such a goddamn monopoly on everything that we had to start treating it like social media. Like, like all these girls who are like, didn't care as much. They started like, and we get paid fucking pennies, pennies for views on these sites. Yeah. And we have to be verified even because like they fucking will verify for us once Pornhub made that model program before it got all shut down and shit. They no, verified us like the porn stars who were willing to put content on there could, but they could still have fucking users uploading stolen shit and they didn't do anything about that. But like, you know, they fucked over the people that already had videos on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. All they did was hurt workers and they didn't stop yeah. any fucking trafficking. Because all that shit happens on goddamn Facebook. Because, like, with me, I was with them for damn near seven years, right when when they started their model model program. Mm -hmm. They want me to sit here and provide all this paperwork, but you won't ask me this when I loaded the motherfucker and verified myself. Yeah, but they won't do that for fucking, you know, user 42069 bonerhead. Or whatever the fuck. Yeah, he, he, he gets to upload every video he wants. Yeah, everything he fucking stolen from us. Like, so it's incredibly frustrating too because like, not all because I'm familiar with that case and stuff like that and all that shit and like I've gone when I'm on my spicier days on uh Twitter I've gone toe to toe with like what's that bitch's name fucking Layla Micklewait or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone after her once or twice from my little, I like to tell people I'm like D-list famous on Twitter because I have a good solid amount of followers and, and that's like slow engagement. I'm not part of the like new, new Twitter engagement strategies. I just get too overwhelmed, but like I've got 25K followers. So like, I'm not a nobody. <laughs> so I've gone after her a few times. <laughs> just been like, you're a fucking, you have no idea what you're fucking talking about. And then the and then the the case um, that was talked about, um, I don't I don't want to bring too much attention to that because I know that person got fucked over by those people, and she got used. Her story basically like for a while she was still a consensual sex worker too, like on her own as well as a trafficking victim. And those fuckers used her trafficking victim story, used it to hurt her and other workers without listening to us. And then basically blew her off after she's like, that wasn't my experience with y'all. Mm-hmm. And then just like totally like, and, and, and that person eventually came out and with like this blog post basically saying they were used by this fucking movement and they're, they feel so like further fucking victimized now because all it did was take down uh, uh, actual sex workers who wanted to do the job. They lost money. But it didn't, it didn't stop any trafficking because that shit doesn't stop trafficking. The secret is, is none of these fuckers actually care. They don't. The only way, the only way to, this is how you stop human trafficking. One, you decriminalize sex work. This is proven fucking Amnesty International goes on about this shit. Two, you stop arresting them. Mm-hmm. That's the most frustrating part is that like cities and stuff, they don't know that cops arrest trafficking victims. They call them victims, and then they say they have to arrest them to save them. Oh, I I just know. Yeah, and it gives them a fucking record, and then they can't get a normal fucking job, which they don't want them to do. That's why, of course, are the easiest targets, because they know they can't 
called the cops because soon they exactly. called the cops intimidating themselves. And yeah, and then and then the, none of the pimps go to jail. None of the yeah. people they all say the bad people are none of the you know whatever fucking buzzword they want to use. None of the traffickers go to jail. It's all the victims. Then the victims get an arrest record and they can't get a regular job even if they wanted out of the industry anyway. Like it's bullshit. Um, it it's complete bull- like. And and then you have these assholes saying they're like, oh, you know, OnlyFans is trafficking people when like all this shit. Not to not to go after Twitter because I'm not. I love Twitter, but like this shit's happening on Twitter. It's happening on Facebook. It's happening on Reddit. It's happening at every social media site. And then the secondary thing was after fucking FOSTA SESTA passed and they took down Backpage. Do you know that after they passed that, they only did like. Fuck, I'm gonna have to look it up again so I don't sound like an asshole. But like, you know like, like three right? fucking trafficking uh, uh, investigations that actually did anything because, oh my god, they shut down the place that the, the cops could go to to investigate the shit. So now no one's yeah. talking. Like it's stupid. The reason why they even fuck with Backpage because the guy was making too much money. That's yeah. why. That's why he was making too much fucking money from Backpage, and they didn't like that shit. No, and they're just like, oh, they're facilitating prostitution and trafficking. And then, like, it, it's so dumb. I, I could go about this all, all day, but uh, it's a little bit depressing. So maybe we should move on to wrestling. But yeah, like, fucking, like, <laughs> I'm opinionated. I've gone all day. <laughs> now, now we get to, well, if this was the wrestling podcast, the pro wrestling smoke side of things. <laughs> Oh my God! So, cause yeah, I my get... my history with wrestling is 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 pretty interesting. Um, I watched it a lot as a kid, specifically, but like specifically the Attitude Era. Mm. So, like, I started with like the Monday Night Wars with fucking WCW and the Nitro Girls versus uh, SmackDown and Raw, and like. I stopped watching because I used to watch it because I, I have an older brother. So like that was our that was what we bonded with is like we would watch fucking wrestling. And um, but then my parents like quit having fucking cable. So I completely <laughs> missed the John Cena thing. I missed all of John Cena's like rise and stuff. I had like complete because like I just stopped watching. I missed CM Punk the first time I missed. uh 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 Well, not Brian Danielson. Like I missed all of that shit. And then I started watching wrestling again. Oh my God, this is so dumb. So me and a bunch of my friends got together at like just lunch. And we were talking about like the stupid wrestling games from like on like the Nintendo 64 and stuff. Like where you can make your own wrestlers. And we're like, oh, that fuck, that's fun, right? So we got a hair up our ass and we decided to go. There's a GameStop next to the place we get lunch. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to buy a wrestling game. We're all going to go downstairs or go back to my place and play fucking these dumb wrestling games. Um, and I don't remember what it was. I don't know if it was like 2K, whatever. <laughs> and then after that, we got back into it again. So this is like 2014 era, 2015. And then I got back into it just as like the Shield were starting to get really big. Uh, the first time like uh, NXT, the golden days of NXT kind of being a thing with like the four horse women. Uh, that's when I got introduced to fucking Charlotte Flair and lost my mind because I knew Ric Flair. Uh, and then, like, and they started taking women's, like, I got right into it as they started taking women's wrestling a little bit more seriously. Like, I don't care if these bitches are hot, but now it was about talent, too, right? Like, 
So I finally saw women wrestlers have like these serious fucking like amazing ass matches and I lost my mind and I got back into it around then. And then I've kind of like dabbled since then. So I've been watching again mostly since like 2015, 2016. <laughs> so I hate like I for the longest time I hated John Cena when I come back. I'm like, I don't get this guy. Why does fucking everyone love this guy? Oh, John Cena. See, see, to, to give you my background, because I know Billy, me and Billy, we have a certain age bracket. I grew up in the territory days. Okay. So when we talk about Rick, no, I saw Rick. I saw Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Dusty Rose, Magna TA, the Undertaker could still fucking walk. Oh, my. I remember him when he was mean Mark Calloway, okay? This oh, guy God. Was, okay? Let, 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 before he was the Undertaker, you know, period. And I never lost my love for wrestling. Like, I am mm-hmm. a wrestling geek. I watch, I'll I sit here and watch AAA with no English. Okay. I watch New Japan. I watch, I've been really into overseas with London, their scene. Okay, with okay, like, so, like some different I, UK shit. Yeah, and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because I know I've been on this earth a little too long when I'm seeing the sons of motherfuckers that I used to work <laughs> Yeah, right? Damn. Like, you know, it was crazy to see Charlotte. I'm like, I used to watch your dad got there bleed. Yes. <laughs> like, that was so, how I felt watching fucking Charlotte Flair come out to, like, the updated fucking Flair yeah. music with the queen-ass robes. Like, I lost it. I was like, oh, my God, I fucking love this shit. Like, um, and then, oh, my God. So I watch, um, I started watching WWE because, you know, that was what I knew uh, back in 2014. And since then, I kind of have, like, dabbled in different things. So Vegas has a really interesting local wrestling scene. Um, I've gone to, like, FS, FSW, yeah, Future Stars of Wrestling a few times. Like, the local shit's fun. Um, I, I regularly watch AEW right now, though I'm going to go back to also watching WWE. The problem is, is I watched that, sh- I was, was watching it on Hulu, because I have Hulu, so, like, we, I don't have cable, like, cable cable. Um, so I was watching the edited shit on Hulu, and I don't know if they still have it, but, um, and then I got fucking, they pissed me off with how they handled my, my particular, the wrestlers I'm a mark for, so I, I you know, I was like, I'm not gonna watch you right now, and I started watching AEW, now that's going down the fucking hill. <laughs> but I was massively an NXT fan, like, I like the more indie style, um, I do like watching New Japan shows, though I know less, so, um, it's less engaging for me, like, I mostly watch to, to watch the technicality of the wrestlers and stuff because I understand less of the storyline. So I'm learning, like, of course, I know all about the Bullet Club now. Um, for a while, I was really into Lucha Underground. Like, Lucha Underground. I love Lucha Doors. God, I hate it went away. That, to me, was the shit. I it was it such a good setup. It was Sin like... Miedo. Yes! <laughs> like like, um god i don't god i don't remember what season this was from or what fucking match like me and my friends stole uh because i got really into uh io shirai when she joined nxt and uh we were kind of going back and looking for some of her older shit and there was this lucha underground match with her and some other um japanese like stable wrestlers who were coming out and they're like the bad guys and Io Shirai did some crazy ass shit. I fucking loved Lucha Underground. I like flippy shit. 
I know that's not everyone's jam. Uh, I love luchadors. I won't lie. I am a huge fucking mark for the elite. <laughs> I love, I love. Um, I'm a huge Jim Cornette fan, but I disagree with him when it comes to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'll be the first to admit, Kenny Omega is not the greatest promo, but he is one of the top wrestlers in the game. And right, the like when you, when you see like like the the athleticism parts, yeah, because yeah, like there's yeah. different components to what makes a great wrestler, right? Like I, I like to think of these like because fucking wrestling's just porn. Like it's all the fucking same. We're all carnies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're all fucking carnies, right? So being a cam girl, especially, because like. So I like to think of it as you have your showstoppers, so you have your talkers, you have the people who are just like super fucking athletic and the the different kinds. You have your big guys who are like always like the big villains, like your Braun Strowman types or whatever the fuck. And then if you're lucky, you get the guys that can do like two or three of them and then they become big stars for whatever fucking reason. Um, the The other kind of personal rule I have about wrestling is it's a little bit like football. Is that like I will fight all goddamn day with people about their favorite wrestlers, but like in good fun way because it's kind of fun to fight about something stupid. But I'll never like insult somebody for like really liking someone I don't like because cause, like that's the point. Like if everyone liked everyone, then it, wrestling wouldn't be what it is. Like my favorite thing about going to a wrestling show is heckling wrestlers I hate. I fucking love that, and I'm allowed to. It's part of the jab. So. So like I get, I get why people don't like the Bucks. They're assholes. <laughs> like, they're fucking full of it's themselves. Heels than faces anyway. I, I never exactly. really exactly. Like, I never understood why they tried to make them faces. They're not natural faces. You know what they're I'm saying? They're not. They're fucking you know? snarky ass California kids. Like you know, and like uh, oh my god. So like my favorite wrestler in the whole world is Sami Zayn. I love Sami Zayn. I stopped watching WWE because I was a big Sami Zayn fan during the NXT era where he was a face. He was a natural face. Okay. Yeah. When he was in Ring of Honor, he wore a mask. (laughs) Yep, yep. I know. I know about El Generico. My favorite joke is whenever Sami Zayn doesn't know who El Generico is, and he's like, oh, who's that? I should meet him. Like, fucking love this shit. And then I love Kevin Owens, too. Like, I love their whole feud. I love them as like like I totally marks like I call so kept my nickname I have a nickname for Kevin Owens, uh his nickname for is Canadian Murder Bear, (laughs) 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 and even though I haven't watched WWE fairly regularly in the last like I don't know three or four years, um I still love them and part of the reason I stopped watching was because they kept fucking over Sami Zayn and championships he wasn't getting booked the way I wanted, uh so I stopped watching. to me, it's like... Well, he's also annoying. Like, I didn't know that. Like, because, you know, there's also, like, how people are backstage. <laughs> and I listen to podcasts, like... I think the, 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 they made his character be that way. Because... They did, to an extent, yeah. Because now that he's a heel, which is this run I've completely missed. Mm-hmm. I haven't been watching this run. Though I, like, check the Instagrams and shit. He's popular as shit right now. He's running around with fucking Roman Reigns and the Usos having a good-ass time being a dumbass. Because they be trying to stay in character with some of the shit he be saying. And they Mm -hmm. keep laughing. But Samus ain't good as shit, though. You know, I really hate that they made him go against your boy from um, Jackass. I hated Mm -hmm. that bitch. 
Mm-hmm. It was, was so bad. Because, like, he used to put on these, like, fucking amazing AAA matches, especially, like, if you like flippy shit. Like, that's what he did. And then, well, and then um, as wrestling kind of changed from, like, the big beefy guys who are like, oh, they look intimidating, but they can't move as well. Look at it, you fucking Goldberg. Leave <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg alone. No. <laughs> Actually, you know, like, um, I've, I've come <laughs> around to, like, oh, my God. Okay, they they were terrible. But that wasn't the point, right? It's because wrestling's fake. So it doesn't matter if they're bad at moving. You pick you pick a character for whoever the wrestler you're trying to get over or whatever and you try to make it work. Um because even with me and Billy, because mm -hmm. it's like, for example, like with Jim Cornette, I watched Jim Cornette when he was younger. I remember the Midnight Mm -hmm. Express. I used to watch AWA. One of my favorite wrestlers was Nick Bockwinkel. Love, love Nick mm-hmm. Bockwinkel. Oh my God, he was just so condescending an asshole. Oh yeah, oh, was he like like a, like a talker heel? Oh yeah, oh yeah, he he was a Ric Flair with big words. That's what he was. Okay, he, okay, you know, yeah. Ric Flair with big words, you know, because he, he he his buddy was Bobby the Brain Heenan. That right. Before he, yeah. Okay. He, okay. You know, and um, it to me. With modern wrestling, what it lost was the psychology that the yeah. and that's the only thing I think the biggest argument that a lot of old heads have with the Kenny Omegas with mm-hmm. with the, the Hangman Page and stuff, but that they don't understand the psychology because, no. like for example, I was watching um, Tales from the Territories where they were talking about Anna okay. Collins, Jerry the King Lawler. I do. Oh God, fucking! I do try to remember this now because it I was know a- I remember Jerry Lawler. He was around in the Attitude Era, so like I remember as a kid him just being super gross. And who was it? Was a uh, uh, Deborah? It was always Deborah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just always being super gross, fucking being like, Puppies. "Ooh, the puppies!" Oh. <laughs> and like I remember fucking like so so. I so can't get like what these people are talking about too. Yeah. That's where people got to check him out. Don't look at the WWE, WWE days, Memphis days. That's when Jerry was at his best. When he was going against okay. Jerry. Um, Austin Idol. Um, my man, the Boogie Woogie Man. Wait, wait, wait. Boogie Woogie Man, when he was in Mid Atlantic, but he was handsome Jimmy Valley. Woo, daddy. Woo, daddy. <laughs> Did you see the toes, God dang it. You know, um, I grew up all them motherfuckers. Uh, Devon Eric's. Did, you, did you watch any? Um, I, so I didn't watch ECW, but I knew a lot about it because you know you like watching stuff. I watched the pay per views. We couldn't get the TV show. That was up north. Right? Yeah, because it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't have like a contract like on cable, like all the other shit. Yeah, but ECW, I watched that towards the end, right when when Raw moved from Spike TV back to USA. Oh, and they had to. Um, Toned yeah. down their shit a little bit, yeah. yeah. And um, ECW took its place for a couple of weeks, and then it went out of business. But yeah, I remember saying, Damn. yeah, I remember all those suckers came to WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when they came up with the hardcore with title. My God, I I remember my favorite um the old old school wrestlers I really loved. Like, okay, so you had all your Attitude Era fucking stars, and yeah, I was a mark for all them. Like, I love The Rock. I love fucking Stone Cold. I love the Hardy Boys. Um, I, I like the Dudley Boys. Actually, were my other favorite tag team. From when he was in when he was in World Class Wrestling, mm-hmm. 
to when he finally became Stone Cold Steve Austin. So right, was, because didn't he used to be like some weirdo beach blonde he, pretty he boy style wrestler? Steve Austin. He was called Stunning Steve Austin. And his, yeah, which is made, so when you think about what his character became. And um, and then I remember the Hollywood Blondes with him and mm-hmm. um, Brian Pillman. I was a fanatic for Brian Pillman. I love Brian Pillman. No, I'm gonna tell you who I really liked. Okay. I liked Kevin Sullivan. I was a huge okay. Kevin Sullivan mark because he, he was just mm-hmm. crazy to me. You know uh-huh. the way why it is that was Kevin Sullivan. Okay, you know? okay. Because I was a big I'm a big Bray fan. I was also. Um, the kind of wrestlers I really liked in the older school days that still had like the kind of, I liked the weirder ones that still, but they still understood like the ring psychology. Like I was a big fan of Al Snow. I loved Al Snow. I love Mankind. Like I know Mick Foley had all of these different characters, but I liked Mankind. Yeah, Yeah, specifically. I liked um, Kane. I liked Undertaker, but not Hollywood badass. No, no, I, I couldn't deal with the I, I liked Sting. I liked I liked the people who had more of these kind of like big, like scary presences, but like that bigger than than because I see what you're talking about when you talk about like dumb fucks like the Bucks and Kenny Omega yeah. and the way like specifically AEW wrestling kind of is. Though I appreciate it for different reasons, but they don't have like that presence, like. Braun Strowman's an idiot, but even Braun Strowman, like, you know, you fucking plant his ass in the ring, he destroys it. Like, like, there's a, there's a, a you're a, like, the thing that, God, I hate Vince, but Vince got a lot right. <laughs> like, uh, uh, there's a presence that, 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 like, your bad guys, like, your real scary bad guys need to have. Like, you have your mouthy heels who are, like, smart and and mean and they cheat but they're like like smart and that's the way they do shit but then you have like someone like the undertaker who fucking crucifies the boss's daughter like that's when i saw that as a kid i was like is that real like like i had to really think about because i was like fucking 11 when i saw that shit i was like but i was like Brick brother, there's that, that's not fucking real, right? There's no way that the boss would would let his daughter be sacked. Like I had, but I had to think about it, you know. Or some days, mm-hmm. okay. Since you're a Bray Wyatt fan, I am, and I won't. I, I'm gonna. I'm, I have a controversial take on Bray Wyatt too. I do not like the themes. I get why people like him. I don't like, but I love fucking I like weirdo him. Cajun ass, yeah. fucking creepy. Eater of World Bray Wyatt. That was my jam. I love that. I love the idea of this. It's so crazy, right? Yeah, I just... just... I, 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 hold up. I'm going to tell you what's crazy. Okay. Watched his granddad. I watched his so, granddad. Yeah. Jack Mulligan. Grew up with him. Actually, Dorton Arena, I'll never forget. Match between him and... Him between, no, it was him and Rick. Both of them bleeding. Okay. I, never, I remember, mm-hmm. and I lost the, I lost the book. My granddad took a picture of Ric Flair and Blackjack Mulligan. Okay. Ring, you know, and that's their granddaddy. And then I right, remember Bray, I know Bray's part of like a wrestling family. Oh my God, he's a part of the Wyndham's. Blackjack yeah. Mulligan, Barry Wyndham, Barry's, their, their uncle, um, their uncle Kendall Wyndham. That's who okay. both, that just reminds me of is right. Uh, Barry's younger brother Kendall, because they mm-hmm. all came from Florida. 
under the grass. Right, okay, and so they had kind of had that like yeah, because they all came the alligator thing going on. Yeah, they 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 <laughs> came with Lex Luger, and mm-hmm. it was crazy how brave. I can hear his granddad in his in 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 his in his in his promos because if you go back, God, that is Bray Wyatt is somebody who fucking gets a promo. Like my <laughs> God, he is phenomenal at like the creepy like he is so good like Kevin Owens is good in a totally different way he's like one of those smart ass heels I was talking about but like Bray will send chills down your fucking spine dude (laughs) I'm gonna tell you who I like promos and I love them the Briscoes Jay motherfucking Briscoes Is the shit. I am sorry. I'm gonna have to go check him out again. I totally sick. He couldn't bring them on TNT. And and, and he's smart to keep them. Is he better keep them? Because the Briscoes, because Jay could be a world champion in AEW. Mm -hmm. Or at one point, to me, he had probably one of the best runs as a Ring of Honor champion when he was Ring of Honor. Okay. Okay. You know, and Jay Briscoe be giving, and he. he, My favorite word with FTR. My favorite pro. With <laughs> I my love FTR. I'm a. I really like tag teams, uh, oh. which is which is why uh, as a kid I really preferred WCW to WWE, because like that's one of the areas I feel like WWE still like really fucks up on. Is like they're getting better, but like they don't celebrate their tag team division enough with like wrestlers who are actual tag teams. Instead, they do all those storyline rando tag teams for no fucking reasons. Yeah, like, I loved the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys. Over, I would watch those matches fucking over and over again. Like, <laughs> Man, that's, shouts out to the Hardy Boys from my home state, you know what I'm saying? Which is, mm-hmm. which is because even with Cameron Grimes, I watched him before he became Cameron Grimes when he was Trevor Lee, when he was in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And he's way more toned down than what he was here. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, even after Cedric Alexander, he from he from around here, you know. Mm-hmm. I watched him or what have you. And to me, when it comes to tag team wrestling, that is something that has been lost that the territories had. Because yeah. When I think about it, and, I, and me and Billy talked about this mm-hmm. in WCW, you had multiple tag team angles. You had yeah, your, and you also had like stables too. Like there was more, there was more like because this is what I, I like about uh, what I've noticed about New Japan style wrestling uh, from the some of the watching out of is they do a lot more stables and factions. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a different kind of. Uh, yeah, it's a lot them. more like a martial arts anime. You know, you kind of have these grudge matches. It's more about grudge matches than the good guy versus the bad guy. But what I really like about those kinds of storylines is I really like. Like, when tag teams turn on each other, you get a pop and an outrage from a crowd like you've never fucking seen. Oh, my God. When fucking DIY broke up, when Johnny Gargano, like, Tommaso Ciampa beat the shit out of Johnny Gargano, like, I screamed out loud. I went, (gasps) like, you know, just there's something about, like, and especially when you see a tag team that works well together, there's, like, an emotional component to those betrayals that's not quite the same as, like, these other grudge matches and singles, singles matches. So, like, 
Or like when fucking Jeff Hardy fucks up again and Matt Hardy's got to yell at him on Twitter, like those draw you in. So like, I really love tag teams. I love stables. And that's what I loved about WCW. Like yeah, fucking, I was a big NWO fan. Yeah, because I think when I was a kid, you had Rockin' with Express, you had the Russians, you had the Rockers, um, things like that. Uh, Midnight Rockers, but that was AAW. A- 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 yeah, um, yeah. What, who else? You had the Skyscrapers, you had the Horsemen. Mm-hmm. Um, right, the exactly. The four Horsemen. One of my favorite storylines was when the Horsemen feuded with the Midnight Express. I actually retweeted a uh, a video that I saw of Jim uh-huh. Cornette. <laughs> and <laughs> just seeing him and JJ Dillon in the act, and it was just passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> it was like James. I'm glad you came over here. So we was our tag team shot. <laughs> and I love, and I used to hate on Anderson, but as I got older, I appreciated him more. Yeah, because yeah. People don't realize how many motherfuckers copied this dude. The best spine buster I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Ever. He was the first man to do the Gord Buster. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah. These harder moves. You know, period. I, I, and then, of course, on the Mexican side of things, I I watched every last one of the Guerreros. I saw Eddie before he made the WCW. I remember Hector. I remember mm-hmm. uh, Chavo Sr., Chavo mm-hmm, Clack. Mm-hmm. You know, all of them when they was younger. You know, yeah, period. I was a big Eddie Guerrero fan, too. Oh, man, I cried. Yeah, man, Rey Mysterio. I, I, I fucking love my luchadors. I love my high flyers. Oh, I, I love Hoover 2. My shit was Hoover 2 Guerrero. Moving mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I remember when uh, Ray lost his mask when they made him take off his mask. Was, oh my god, that was such a fucking big deal. <laughs> no, what was crazy was all the girls was like, "Why he wear a mask? He's so fine." <laughs> and they love Ricky Steamboat. All the yep, girls yep, yep. love like, Ricky Steamboat. It's like it's, it's part and of the character. Like that's how luchadors are, and also it's so that if the luchador who's playing. Not that Rey Mysterio is a character now, but if somebody was playing Rey Mysterio like they are playing El Generico and they get fucking injured, they can send in some other dude. That's why they have masks. <laughs> see, and see, I also watched the history of the explained where uh-huh. the mask came from, I, I, of Luchador, what have you, which is funny that American man introduced mask wrestling to Mexico, which is funny. Oh, nice. And, and they kind of ran with it? And they ran with it. And Trust me, I know all the wrestlers. Cybernetico, mm-hmm. I'm used to his. Um, Conan, I used to watch Conan and Vampiro. You know. Ooh, dang, yeah. Insane. <laughs> the Numas, what do you say? Numas Arieros International. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, that's why I totally lose it over like fucking Penta now. My God, it was, man, I fell in love with Penta when he was on underground. I'm sorry. It was just something about that dude, man. It was just... And then the match he had with Conan, it, it, it was on ever since. And I didn't even know him and Phoenix was brothers. Impact. And to me, I'm just going to say, I hope Tony Khan is listening. Put the belt on, Penta. Penta For the love of God, please. Penta should have been AAA champion by now. Mm-hmm. I think he pissed off Triple A. That's why Phoenix ended up getting the belt eventually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me, he's a heavy. He's he's he he should be in the mix for the world title. 
And he so should be because not a lot of luchas are big. And he can go, and he's charismatic, and and I, he does I, it all without saying a fucking word of English. Like I am fascinated by it. Like so, I, I watched Oscar's NXT run, and Oscar kind of has like a very similar charisma and is able to like express a lot without having to do these promos in English. Like, and I know she's working on it and stuff, and, and but but like. Penta is the same way. Like he's shit. fucking expressive as shit without with a mask on. Like this man yeah. has so much charisma, it's falling out of his goddamn pores. See, that's <laughs> why I think Triple H is taking over because mm-hmm. Triple H, he, he, I don't get to talk too much about WWE with Billy because Billy hates WWE. I have my love and hate relationship with them. I, but, but, but like. And I totally get that because I fucking hate WWE too, but I love a lot of WWE wrestlers. So like, it's the only place I can watch him. So like, because I care about the wrestlers, I don't care about any individual uh, 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 fucking promotion specifically. Like, like for me, the Roman Reigns thing with his title runs get stale to me. You know? Oh yeah, totally. I in fact, if I have to watch another fucking Brock Lesnar match, I'm gonna lose my mind. No. I- <laughs> Lashley, though. I'd like to hear Bobby Lashley about to go at it, because I've been waiting yeah. for that. You know, but as far as... <laughs> I don't like Bobby Lashley either myself. I find him boring, but, like, he's an actual wrestler, at least. Like, yeah, I would love to see him beat the see shit him out of Brock Lesnar. You had to see him during his impact days when he was here. Okay, he was here. okay. Because he was more menacing. He was more... He was Brock Lesnar. What we see in Brock Lesnar is now, that was him. Yeah, again. yeah. And that's kind of the problem with fucking WWE, too, is, like, all the angles is, like, and it's, like, the the opposite fucking problem of AEW, right? Like, WWE is way too fucking scripted. Like, they never give their wrestlers any room to work. That's why they fucking lost Bray and then had to re-sign him because they fucked up. And then with AEW, who's trying to be fucking WCW the second... You have all these egotistical hotheads who can't figure out how to make good stories because they're too busy trying to get themselves over instead of telling a great story. So, like, you see that with Brock. Like, I don't actually have... I I say this kind of thing a lot. I don't hate the guy who plays Brock Lesnar because I know Brock Lesnar to an extent's a character. Like, I fucking hated Roman Reigns for so long. And I absolutely only hated him because I was being sold Roman all the time. Like, 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 everybody did. I was trained to hate Roman, even though they were trying to make him a face. <laughs> like, oh my god, this is going to be controversial. It took... To me, he should have been the... Out of the three guys from the Shield, he should have been the one that turned heel. Absolutely, right? He has the most presence for that. He has the more persona of a heel than Seth does, or even Dean. Because Seth... I can see him from Seth. Yeah. Seth is kind of like a good MJF-style heel, but he's not imposing the way fucking Roman is. And they tried to sell him as an imposing face, but that doesn't work. Because when they finally let that man fucking talk the way he wants to, when they finally let Roman do the promos he wanted to, the whole ring shut the fuck up. The whole audience were like, oh, maybe I should watch this guy. And then he got over like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, they're so determined to have this Rock versus Roman. Yeah. we know he's going to beat the Rock because the Rock yeah. is not going to beat the belt. Because that's the problem: is Roman always wins. Like yeah. I also, so, yeah. It's kind of same thing we did with saying with John Cena. LOL, John Cena wins. 
That was the joke. LOL, John Cena wins. But there was there between like 2014 and 2018, there was no point in watching a Roman Reigns match because you knew how it was going to end yeah. every time, like a Brock Lesnar match. Every and time. Roman and see the thing with Roman is he he's a good champion. Don't get it twisted. The, the run he had. Yeah, had, and I actually think he's a great wrestler they, too. They don't have. They have not built up enough guys for him to face off because you're putting him in the ring with Logan Paul. Out of right. all, I, I am sorry. I I don't see the point when you got. No, I don't either. I get I get the like celebrity spot matches for WrestleMania or the occasionally you want to do the one fucking big number in, in uh the Royal Rumble or something. I get those occasionally. But like have him go for the title? No, that's bullshit. Like no, I just mean like generically, like fucking a squash match. Like but but I agree with you because like they could do so much more with like a Roman's a great example too because I feel like if they gave him his his storylines more like God, what's the word? Consequences or 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 weight or like 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 yeah, potential, right? right? Yeah. More on the line. There's never anything on the line with a well, there might be now, but there wasn't anything on the line with a Roman match. Like, I I don't want to like every time I watch a Brock Lesnar match, I just in my head I start narrating what I think he's saying because he doesn't do anything because Paul Heyman does it all for him. <laughs> Which is fine, because Brock Lesnar is a terrifying UFC fighter, which is fine. He has his jobs, right? I used to watch UFC, too. Um, I actually stopped, because I I couldn't handle watching people actually get hurt. So that's why I went to wrestling. So I watched, uh, um, not the Chris Weidman match, where he snapped his leg. But I watched the match where Anderson Silva snapped his leg on Chris Weidman. And I was like, that's it. (laughs) <laughs> like I've seen fucking uh, John Jones fight with a broken toe, but like, like look like it's broken off and just like all this shit. And like I can't handle the the real violence, but like I know Brock did really well fucking there. So like I, I'm not saying he's not an imposing fighter, but like he doesn't know how to play a character, and wrestling is acting. <laughs> like I'm not threatened by Brock Lesnar. I'm just so bored. Anyway, I'll go off around. But like, I, I, I hated that match with him and Roman, the last one they did. Because I was like, yeah. oh, this, sir, you going to drive the tractor down there, lift the tractor up, you know? I was like, and everybody just went crazy for it. It's just, to me, I like I like my matches straightforward to the point. You know, like... I like I, my matches I, to actually be wrestling matches. Every time Brock's done, it's a squash match. And it's because I, I my secret theory is that Brock Lesnar actually has social anxiety. Like, He's uh, uh, freaked out by crowds and stuff, and that's why he's not good at like being a working champion. Brock is Brock is like wrong. Is it, no, he's like Goldberg. Mm-hmm. He can't he can't captivate. He can't give you a thirty minute barn burner five star match. But that's not right. And, and and he doesn't have to do that necessarily because like as much as I'll fucking make fun of Goldberg all day, I liked Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg still had a presence. Like, he could still talk to the crowd. Like, there's different types, you know? And then Brock just... Brock doesn't ever seem like he wants to be there. You know? Like, that was always my impression. It's like, he didn't care about WWE. About Brock, he said Brock was never a wrestling fan. He just a guy that saw a way to make money with it. 
and which I mean, people gotta get their fucking pay their bills, right? Because like, there's plenty of people in my job. Like, I identify as a slut. I love my job. I just fucking mouthed off on Twitter earlier today <laughs> about how much I love my job. But it is work. Like, not everybody has to fucking enjoy having sex in front of camera yeah. and get paid well because they can still do it. And like, UFC sucks in the in the being seriously injured in in intentional way. Like. I always wonder how much those fuckers like have to pay for their weddings for their medical bills. Actual real fighting. So so it's yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which people understand wrestling to a certain extent is real fighting. It's just we they just know the end of it. And they're a little bit safe with each other to a certain extent. Yeah, it's like a um I always said it was like it's like a play. <laughs> you know, it's like it, and it, the storyline might be kind of stupid and the stunts they're doing are kind of crazy. But like, like the stuff is planned out. The storylines are kind of pre-planned. They know, like, and it's really fascinating how like people will use the way they're fighting to specifically tell a story. Like, I love ring psychology, especially when a ma- like two people who are wrestling in a match understand moments and spots and shit like that, and they get the crowd all riled up and stuff like that. To me, Kamosa doesn't understand any of that shit. <laughs> yeah, because it's because I think, but see, the reason why this generation doesn't have the same psychology because none of them are journeymen. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is... Like they don't travel through the different... With, with the territories... Yeah. You you went from different territories and you learned from the veterans. Uh-huh. You know? And then you learned all the different styles too because there's different... Mm-hmm. Way, like, so like I tell everybody AEW is like for smarks it's for people who make fun of eight or wwe or they make fun of the wrestling tropes because aew is like kayfabe wink like they let their audience in on the joke but that does that just doesn't work for all styles of wrestling like that's nothing compared to lucha underground that has this amazing dark storyline which is very different from fucking ecw which was all about fucking thumbtacks and mouthtracks I mean, I hear everyone talk shit about because they call them garbage matches. I guess they'll yeah. But I'm sitting here like, wait a second. I grew up with the dog collar match. I grew up with war games. Mm-hmm. I grew up oh, war games is such a fucking cool match set up. God, I love I love that crazier shit. Like cage matches, I love like ladder matches are my favorite. Like these kinds of more um, gimmick matches, I love that shit. I love I like I remember I did watch the match where fucking uh Undertaker threw mankind through the goddamn cage and, and he landed on the ground. Like I remember that shit. I love that stuff. I, I mean, watched you I watched the match the first Hell in the Cell with uh mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels and Oh, I bet that was amazing. Yeah, and that match and it was funny because at first Shawn Michaels was killing it until he pissed him off and then <laughs> <laughs> out for 20 minutes you know but it's to me I think just like what, what, what me and him were talking about the strap match that um, mm-hmm. that Drew had with Karen Cross first of all Karen Cross had to cut his hair cut that fucking hair off I don't know <laughs> I, don't, I, am so, like, I so don't like Karen Cross I'm not a mark for him but yeah no. I'm a mark for Karen Cross. Not okay, but like the ball headed Karen Cross. That's who I like. I don't like mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. hair, Karen Cross. He don't look as menacing. Um, and like I said, his 
he he has great promos. The thing with Karen Cross is, like I said, is that they once they done fucked him up, it's kind of hard to build him back up. And then he comes right, back, yeah, with his hair, with him having full greater hair on his head. No, and it, it, it's really hard too once you lose momentum in, in a push or whatever. Like just because of whatever fucking reason. Because let's be honest, crowds are like <laughs> they're finicky, they're finicky, or finicky, and they're fucking like. Uh, flighty and, and 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 fickle. Crowds don't give a shit. Whatever, like what works one night doesn't necessarily work the next right. night. Yeah. The original strap match, you supposed to touch all four corners. They made mm-hmm. this. Yeah, I hate when you change the old school rules for some of these. Well, matches. especially an established traditional match, right? Yeah, like the strap match that goes back. The dog collar match. Mm-hmm. Those go oh. back. Those those. Those go yeah. back to like before WWE was WWF, like fucking uh, the Russian chain match. All those matches, you had to touch all four corners to win the match, and that mm-hmm. was to me intriguing because you had to beat your opponent down and be able to touch all four corners. Right, because it, it like makes the win conditions more interesting. Yeah, but which is why I like the gimmick that, matches. Like I loved Hell in the Cell, but I didn't care as much for cage matches. Right. Because, like, to me... WWE cage matches. I hate their cage match. Just for and this, this might be why, because most of the cage matches I've watched have been in WWE. Because all you got to do is fucking climb over the wall. You you don't have to wrestle anybody to win that match. That And that's what I hate about WWE. Uh-huh. There was no such... You had to pin or make that person submit. My favorite cage match... Yeah, and the whole point of the cage was just to keep your ass in the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These motherfuckers are sitting there escaping shit. And, and then I remember they didn't have the fence cage. They mm-hmm. had the bar cage, that blue bar. And I was like, they didn't bring back the actual fence cage to the Hell in the Cell. Yeah. Like, to me, my favorite cage match of all time. And you should go check it out. It was 12 okay. minutes. I didn't realize Woo! it was for minutes. I thought it was 30 they minutes. They must have put on a fucking burner if it was a great Magnum match in like 12 minutes. Ask Billy about it. Magnum TA versus Telly Blanchard. I quit match in a cage. American okay, match. can you, um, because I'm totally going to forget this, you should but DM I, that to me on Twitter. Just be like, this one, this one, and this one. I can fucking look them up on YouTube and shit. Yeah, because like, to to come back to the War Games matches, the only War Games match I ever fucking saw was between on NXT between Insanity and uh, uh, Undisputed Era. Yeah, but but here's the thing is that they literally talked about how um, it was an old style ECW style match, I believe, uh, back then, and like. Even even at this WWE version War Games match like that, this became my favorite gimmick. It was so insane, and this was uh, between uh, Insanity, which I love this fucking stable in NXT. Uh, back when Nikki Cross was actually scary and not whatever the fuck's going on now. But I love Nikki. I do. I like if she's happy being a goofy ass heel or face, that's fine. Like you know, but but I loved the creepy Nikki Cross, and then um, with Bobby Fish and. Um, Adam Cole. Insanity. Insanity. Yeah, and then they had the, the cage over two 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 rings. Um, and it was a pin and just like people got fucking slaughtered. Like there was blood everywhere. <laughs> it's another thing that I hate too. 
the matches in WCW that were like that, that mm-hmm. was blood. Yeah, whether it was bladed or just fucking falling on tats. Yeah, you're going to have a straight-up cage match and nobody's busted open. Which is like, that's, like, it's gross, but that's the point, right? Like, like yeah. you have your extreme style of wrestling, like, don't bring up hardcore and then not have some blood, even if it's fake, even if you're fucking pulling out a razor and no one's looking, like, but that's a point. Like, <laughs> oh, like that God. has its place. Like, those big fucking scary-ass extreme matches, they have their moments. They're really great for storylines and shit. You got like, me Mm-hmm. Check out Progress Wrestling. Okay. The main event. It was Lycos, Kid Lycos versus Chris Brooks. Now, they were originally a tag team that was well known called CCK. Okay. And um, this was a no disqualification match. Ooh, all right. Yeah. My man, Kid Lycos, got busted open, bloodied. I love every minute of it. Everything mm-hmm. made sense. To me, it sounds like funny. it was a high stakes match. Yeah. It, it, you know what I'm saying? And it, it was like adrenaline and your tension going, right? Like it's fun to watch. This is why people watch UFC because the violence is real, like super yeah. real. But this is all of this with like crazier shit. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it seems like the English wrestling promotions have better storylines than the American wrestling promotions. Because, like, one of, this, one of the characters that, well, one of the villains that I love. On progress is Spike Trevay. <laughs> okay. Sovereign, the Sovereign Lord. Oh, and, God. Okay. And he's a, now, you talking about, now people talking about MJF. Mm-hmm. Let me close this camera. MJF ain't got shit on Spike Trevay. Ooh, I, you're I, already I, getting me interested because I love me some MJF. I love MJF, but Spike Trevay beats him out. Royally as a heel for heat. Okay. Like generating, um, like pissing off the crowd and being good with his fucking fingers and shit. I say, fuck you, Spike. That's the shit. <laughs> she come in the ring that day. She she holding the belt like, you know, like, uh, he supposed to be like a rich, snobby type thing. So okay. he's holding the title belt like this with it over his arm. He up there. You know, okay, okay. just having about it, and um, one of the best pro he gives some of the best promos. Period. So one of the storylines he had, he was going against this guy named Carl Noir, who has been one of the top wrestlers over there. He's called the Black Swan. He comes to the ring okay, okay. With, with you know with the Swan music or what have you. He's, oh he's, God, he's, okay. So he's so, a real but, fucking like a uh, 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 hoity-toity or whatever. So yeah, it's yeah. he the storyline began when. Spike Trevay confronted Carl Noir and asked for a title match. Carl Noir blew him off. Mm-hmm. So, months later, because they've been building up Spike Trevay the whole time. Okay. Months later, Spike Trevay cost him the world title against who is it? John Van Gressel. This is when John Van Gressel was Ring of Honor champ. Okay. And cost him the match. And his, his line was, remember me. He said, you remember me? The guy <laughs> Shot you turned away, and he kept calling him by his real name, Tom Dawkins. <laughs> That's so, a sick move. <laughs> and he just you know, fucking with him and fucking with him. So finally, they had their match. And the first match they had in in, in disqualification. Mm-hmm. So he made it. He said, We're going to do a lever. The next match was a loser leaves town match. Mm-hmm. I quit. The gimmick of the Black Swan is he never talks. 
So Spike Jaffee said the only words in the last words you will utter is I quit. That match was a barn burner. I mean, it was brutal. It was physical. But at the end of it, how Spike got him. Because I was wondering, I'm saying, okay, if they're going to put Spike over, how are they going to get this dude who don't talk to say I quit? Mm-hmm. Spike they threatened to smash his wife's head in with a chair if he didn't. And he did. The wife, but the black swan quit, right? You mm-hmm. got the bitch crying. They throwing shit in the ring. They how much heat he got. The next show, Spike Trevay comes out and calls your boy out and told the Black Swan, I'll let you stay in progress, but you can't use the Black Swan gimmick. And you have to wrestle in black boots and black tights. <laughs> Dawkins. Oh my God. And they're keeping the storyline going now because now. Spike Trevay is champ because he won what was called the Thunder Bastard, which is their version of the King of the Ring. Okay. And he won and he cashed it in and won the title or what mm-hmm, have you. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Dawkins is back and he's wrestling as Thomas Dawkins. So he lost a match and Thomas is about to talk to SoCal Val because he's getting interviewed because SoCal Val is over there now. Spike Trevay sitting there with his heavy hitter monster. He's sitting there, got that with the title belt, waiting for him to speak a word. <laughs> Back at him, see him. He said, I don't want to talk right now. And so he's still fucking with him. And even to his promos, because it was like this one guy did a promo named Mike Bird. This is the next match you're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. And Spike Trevay was saying, Okay, you sitting here complaining. Because of what? Because your family was poor and this. He was like, yes, there's a difference. There's a 250,000 pound difference in education between us and this. My house is big. He was a rich, pompous asshole, but the problem was so fucking good. Because that's originally what fucking Triple H was supposed to be like at the way, way early when he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley and all that shit. That sounds awesome. God. I like about Spike Trevay is that yeah he's a a, a slimy heel but he will. But those make the best fucking heels though, right? Like the heels you want to hate, the ones you fucking love to hate are those guys. Like oh my god, so uh, I'm gonna bring up the Miz. (laughs) I love the Miz. I love the Miz. I can't be mad at watching his motherfucker. Okay, how can I hate and boo this motherfucker after watching you and your wife and your gorgeous daughters on your reality show. It may be like... And and not even just that. So, like, I'm particular... What's really coming to mind, too, when I think about, like, someone who really understands fucking getting under their their opponent's skin is I just remember the the barbs between him and uh, Brian Danielson when he was Daniel Bryan. And, like, what was it? What was it? Uh, Fuck. Uh, Talking Smack or whatever the fucking after show was with him and Renee. And The Miz went on and, like, oh, my God. There was there was this one line that basically was just, like, you can say what you want about how I wrestle, but I've never been injured. And I've wrestled every day for 10 fucking years. And other yeah. people can't say that. And I lost it. Like, that. from that then on, I was like, that's it. He's you right. Know, He's fucking right. right. He wanted to punch The Miz in the face. He actually yep. did it. He wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> like, he pushed some buttons. <laughs> like, the Miz knows his fucking lines. He knows exactly how to dance and, like, fucking really 
like really make you want to say some shit. <laughs> and I love that in a field. Was very underutilized. Yeah. You because one, it's certain guys that I felt should always be in the main event picture. The Miz is one of them. Because of his so good on the mic. Like good wrestler. He's a damn good wrestler. Because he is, but like what what he's really great at is selling whatever story you want to be sold. You know, like you have those story he's doing now. He's selling it to the T. You know. You know, period. He's under to the T. I mean, Destin Loomis, I ain't too keen on him. I wasn't too keen on him in, when he was in NXT. But he's selling this, you know, mm-hmm. period. But to me, he should be challenging for one of these belts. He should be in the main event picture because he's, he that, be. he's that type of a talker, you know. Period. I mean, he was what, like, yeah, they gave him the Intercontinental forever. Yeah, but like know, they, they don't do anything to make these these into like the, the more mid card belts. They don't do enough to make them more prestigious. Man, because like the Miz would kill it as world champion, even if they just gave him like a two month run, just enough. Like, could you imagine? Yeah, I mean, it, his title run to me was some of the best ones as a heel. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when he when he beat The Rock and Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. He had a nice good run as champ. And and I liked it. And to me, and even with Maurice, Maurice was pretty Ron good. Maurice, God, she's so hot. Her fashion, every time she comes out in something, I'm like, damn. But I'm just, that's what I said, me, I'm a wrestler. As you can hear, I'm a wrestler bar just like you, man. I love yeah, yeah. I even watched the NWA on, 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 on YouTube. I've been watching that. <laughs> I, I've been enjoying that too. You know, it's that's pretty good. Um, we have Matt Cardona on there, Nick okay. Aldis. Love Nick, man. Nick Aldis is doing his best work right now. I'm like, he he. I love the fact he had to steal. He had to steal the line from Ric Flair. Look what's making this go crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest, like if Rick is smart, which he's not. He's got to start giving his shit to these younger these younger wrestlers, man. That 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 boy's gonna be like the fucking Eagles and have seventeen final fucking matches. Man, <laughs> it, I mean, Rick, I really hated he had that last match. I really hated it because I, I I didn't get to see it. I saw bits and pieces of it. Yeah, and him talk about her. Jeff Jarrett talk about it. The build for it was on point. Yeah, he can still do storyline shit, but that man's like fucking a billion years old. You have to be careful. Like, could you imagine being the dude that breaks Rick fucking Flair? Like, that's a sin. Like, and I don't like Rick Flair. I don't think he's a good person at all. But like, but it's the, the last horseman, dude. Like he 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 must think he Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton, the only one that still can go. Now I give Ricky Morton he can still go. You know, and and Terry Funk went for a long time into old age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a huge Terry Funk fan. Like fucking but, even even Sting is wrestling like smart, right? Yeah. Like when he does come out, he does one spot, but he's really careful. And like none of these fuckers can walk anymore. Like you can't like what Matt Hardy can't wrestle anymore. Jeff Hardy can if he stop getting fucking DUIs. <laughs> but like. But Matt like, Hardy can't go. He can talk all day, but he can't. Like every time I watch him in a match, I'm like, "You need to stop, dude. You can't do what you used to do." 
Don't look at the WWE days when he was with Triple. No, you got to go back to Horseman. Mm-hmm. When he was Rick fucking Flair with them. Well, because like I remember, I I remember uh, uh, Rick Flair from WCW days mostly. Um. Towards <laughs> the end of WCW. Yeah, yeah. When um, he was running around with Dean Malenko. The, the new, the new Four Horsemen, not not the original. Midnight Championship Wrestling Days, back when the Horseman was first formed. Mm-hmm. Rick, it's just his promos, man. It's, it was just like Rick, like it, it just just the shit he used to say, Space Mountain, and, <laughs> and you know, he tell he, he used to tell Tony Schiavone, "You wear these cheap suits. You need to go where I go to get suits worth two thousand dollars." <laughs> My shoes, two thousand dollars. You know, like he was fascinating to watch. The fucking crazy ass, crazy fuck. Yeah. Oh, 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 let me check. Ric Flair, just this is just a rose, Daddy. This is just a rose. Our times when you took the world title, you gave me all time. I don't need you to touch your televisions right now, Daddy. Then I'm gonna get the NWA World Title back from you, Ric Flair. You and the Horsemen. We're gonna get Ole Anderson. It'll never be over, Ole. It'll never be over. <laughs> so, so to bring it back to work a little bit, I have done just a few. I want to do more, but I have done just a few really dumbass uh, wrestling uh, role play customs. <laughs> I had because I used to so I don't have a Snapchat right now but when I did have a Snapchat I'd get really bored and I would do like wrestling impersonations uh, the person I really loved to mouth off like that I thought was like stupid but fun was fucking Enzo Amore he was my favorite <laughs> he, just had this, he just said the stupidest shit and it was just so much fun to mouth off you know like I love Enzo. Oh, God, he is. And, oh, my God, the look on my face when I realized that he wasn't a character. Because you know how, like, some wrestlers hype up whatever their weird shit is, and then they turn it into a character and go to, like, 100 with it? Not Enzo Amore's just from fucking Jersey, man. That's just how he is. <laughs> so, um, so, I, I, so I started with that, and then I had fans realize I was into wrestling, and it became, like, a big part of my brand for a while. And they're like, okay, so this is going to be weird, but, like, can you do it? Um, I did a Carmella, a Carmella video. <laughs> and I didn't, like, do, like, I basically just took whatever fucking, like, slut clothes I had that kind of looked like, like, I didn't, like, because you can't find a goddamn cosplay costume, right? Yeah, like, it's like, yeah, so, like, I was just, like, whatever fucking, like, bathing suit, and then I got some stupid-ass fuckboy hat, and then, like, these big boots and stuff like that. But what really killed it was, like, this is when um she had her uh, money in the bank run. Yeah. So she was running around going, like, Mela is money. And the, yeah. whole, the whole script was, like, I'm getting ready for a big uh, ring match, and, like... Uh, so I, I have a home gym, so I filmed at my home gym, so I get dressed in, in like on my um, on my uh, gym and stuff. And then because I'm super lame, oh my god, I actually think I have it in this closet. Uh, I have the old NXT uh, like a, a replica NXT championship belt, so that's in the video. Like I'm carrying that fucking around, <laughs> like. But it's also weird because it was a fetish video, not like a wrestling fetish video. They're like, so it's I, I'm role playing as Carmella. 
I, I'm getting ready for a match and then I come back from the match and I fucking win and I'm super stoked. So I meet up with a wrestling fan and I'm so excited over winning. I fuck the guy like, because <laughs> of course, right. It's, it's, it was a custom, it, you know, it doesn't have to make sense, but it was also a pantyhose fetish and a foot fetish video. So like I had to work that in as Carmella pretending to fucking do a foot job with a dildo. And then somebody saw that and they're like, oh my God, you have to do a Bailey video. I can see you as Bailey. I can see you as Bailey. Yep. And and I did I did a Bailey video and I was a little upset because they didn't let me do heel Bailey. <laughs> they wanted they wanted face Bailey. And I'm like, how oh, the fuck am I supposed to turn the nicest girl wrestler into a porn star? Like, what fuck am I supposed to say? So uh, that was a, a a virtual sex video, which is one of those ones where, like, it's not literally virtual reality, but the style of the video is, like, you don't necessarily see intense penetration because they want to imagine they're fucking the person. So it's a little bit more of those fake kind of angles. Yeah. And, and I, I, I shit you not, the one of the lines I say is I go, oh, my God, you're going to turn me from a hugger into a fucker. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking loved it. Um, <laughs> and it was literally like Bailey being like, I've never had sex with a fan before, wink, wink. And like uh, the, the fan had bought me, because um, this was the best part, was at the time WWE had like Bailey clothes kind of, so I could even do it. And like, so I got the fucking headband and I got like one of her tank tops and I got like one of the Bailey leggings that were all like super cute. And they had like the stupid stars and shit everywhere. And I fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like I like the intersection of fucking porn and wrestling is huge. Like I, I learned this a lot, like watching. So a big part of the reason why I like the books is I really like wrestlers that have stuff outside of wrestling just because I like to get to know the wrestlers better. Like if they have podcasts or if they have, like, vlogs and shit. God, I hate Sammy Guevara. But, no, like, if they have vlogs and shit, you know, it's nice to be able to get to see who the wrestlers are, too, like, outside of wrestling. And uh, watching some of the, like, the books have this thing where they'll, they'll, do, they'll get, like, room, room, uh, um, fuck, really? Room service, yeah. They'll get, like, room service with some wrestling fans, and they'll just chat and shit. And one of the things they keep talking about is, like, how in Japan... They would meet up with wrestling fans and like sell them their clothes after. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that's just fetish shit. Do you have any like? No. You know they, they're fucking sniffing them they, them they, leggings, they, right? <laughs> they have a fan that takes them around. They call it a benefactor. They have a yeah. fan. The guy named Mozzie was their benefactor. Like mm-hmm. takes them around, shows them around, makes sure they take care of the whole night. They have yeah, and like buy some food and like and that and like that's their thing. That's like I mean like. And, and cab girls totally have the same fucking thing. Like, it's, like, exactly the same. Like, these fuckers are selling their socks after matches and shit. I'm going to tell you who I would have you play. I have you play Blair Davenport. Oh, who's that? <laughs> she, she's, um, she's on NXT. They, they haven't used it. Okay, because I haven't been watching NXT lately, which I'm going to start again because Triple H is in charge again. But Her, her name is, her name is not, her original name is B. Priestley. She, oh, oh, I know, I know B Priestley a little bit, yeah. She, no, she's real Osprey's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, um, like, I would have, like, I would be, like, who would I play? I would be, no, I couldn't be Lashley, because I'm not muscular enough. I would have to be, 
Either I play like a security guard or I'm a <laughs> or some of that nature and like you're priestly or what have you or something. Mm-hmm. You know, train or I might be like the, the trainer, not probably be giving you a massage or what have you before your match. You might be being priestly or something like that. Mm-hmm. What have you. Because it's funny you said wrestling and porn. People remember, you know, China did porn and then you had yeah. she did some porn back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I think it was another female wrestler that she had did porn, and she ended up getting fired for WWE because they found out about it. I can't remember. Yeah, which is dumb. Because, yeah. like, cause like but, fucking, I can't tell you how many goddamn, like, like wrestlers are basically opening their own fucking OnlyFans right now. And I don't mean just because I, I know some wrestlers are actually doing an OnlyFans. But there's just, this, like, there's, like, this ripoff. Yeah, there's this ripoff one called uh, Brand Army. It's just a fucking fan club. It's just like loyal fans or only fans or whatever. But all the wrestlers who don't want to o- have the guts to open an only fans are doing this brand army thing. Like the uh, the inspiration. I, I know they retired from wrestling, but fucking uh, uh, the iconics or whatever. They have they have these brand armies and they're like fucking taking risque as pictures and shit. Uh, uh, fucking um, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa has one, and Thunder Rosa's posting shit on Instagram. I'm like, bitch, I know that. I know that baby. I I have a crush on her. Well, she's got a brand army. If you're really bored, and she's posting some real fucking thirst traps on there. Like, but for real, a lot of them they mm -hmm. post pictures, and they also do what is called custom matches. I know. uh, Yeah. This this one, she's she's a wrestling personality, Selena De La Renta. Okay, um, she that sounds familiar. She, she used to be the match. She was a manager on MLW. Okay. MLW. And she does custom wrestling videos. Uh-huh. Where her get together and, and the guy say what type of match did they want. And they yeah. Do. And like you what know? kind of storyline and shit, right? So it's kind of like, yeah, it's people don't realize how much porn has kind of been the guinea pig and led the way on so many things in life. Right, yeah. And then also, they don't realize how much of porn isn't, like, exactly what they think because, like, people forget fetish is a thing. And it, yeah. But it's all the same thing. Like, people are jerking off to this shit. You ain't gotta be naked in it for them. <laughs> like, like, I've done some, like, more what I call mundane fetish stuff that people don't even realize are fetishes. Like, I know whole-ass models who do basically non-nude fetishes who identify as sex workers. This is just a jam. They do sneezing videos. That shit Exactly! They do sneezing, like, so I went to this retreat once where a bunch of, like, fetish models who do these kinds of things get together, and we, like, started teaching each other all our secrets and stuff. I learned how to fake, fake fall for damsel in distress fetish, which is, like, you pretend to twist your ankle. That's it. It's just a video of, like, different scenarios where you fall and trip and go, oh, no, who's gonna help me? And that's it. That's it. People jerk off to this shit. Like, and, like, or, or, like, wrestling fetish where they just add extra shit and they're like I want to see you like they care about the clothes mm-hmm. and then other wrestling fetish who are like no I want to see you pin and then other wrestling fetish that's like and then they finally add the fucking like and those are all different fucking categories like it's all the same yeah it's all entirely the same there's a there's a I, I might put this to help manifest this there is a local wrestler who also does do porn out here called Fuddy Bone. Um, and he does FSW slashing. Like, he really does his matches and shit like that. But he's got an only fans where he does, like, like actual explicit content. Like, 
because he's an indie indie wrestler who's doing like these local promotions like ring of honor style stuff he can do this shit and i'm gonna look into him more because i'm i'm really uh, uh particular about who i work with but that would be a cap and uh, a feather in my cap i think to like actually <laughs> actually do a scene with an actual wrestler <laughs> he's an actual wrestler and and also can handle like all of the job of being male talent because that's its own fucking job too like like yeah. a wrestler who can who can fucking mouth off because he does like he's like a creepy creepy heel kind of funny creepy heel so he like is bald and stuff and does like skull face face paint and shit who can talk and keep his dick hard and if he can pop on command we're in business at that point i just need to find a ring that will let me do something in it yeah. <laughs> which which you know is, is harder to fucking find right because I, I gotta rent a whole fucking warehouse for that <laughs> because like uh fucking Vince ruins everything so like I wanted to do I had a bunch of like more slightly fucked up wrestling style videos I wanted to do until Vince came out with his fucking sex pestery bullshit <laughs> like I literally wanted to do a video called call me up Vince and it was gonna be like me pretending to be an NXT star you know how like Velveteen Dream used to be real fucking yeah. obnoxious with like his yeah. leggings and stuff, call me up Vince. Well, I, you know, I was just gonna offer to fuck him and that was the whole video. <laughs> but the motherfucker does it too much in real life. Now I feel weird doing it. Like, God, God, you're doing everything. <laughs> like, like I wanted to- Hey, I get, I get somebody to play Vince. Yeah, got some good shit right there. <laughs> That's disgusting, right? <laughs> it would work though. Like how funny would it would be. I even had this idea of just like doing it solo, but like, pretending it's Vince's point of view. So like I wouldn't even need to hire male talent. I would just need someone to dub the lines. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just put that in so it's like from his perspective and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like ah uh, I should probably still do that. I know he's a huge piece of I shit, did. but like it would sell. I mean, that would sell like fucking hotcakes. You be sucking off the deal that was like, yeah, that's some good shit. Yeah, Psych. and then get somebody to record that and then put that in post. That oh my God. Because like here's the thing if I had somebody doing that if I had someone doing that like live, I wouldn't be able to do the scene. I would die laughing. I would every every fucking thing we'd have to do, we'd have to cut because my dumb ass would be rolling on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I could do the like, visual. Hey, hey. like I've had I've had certain certain ideas and scenes and stuff, like when I've worked with my friends, like we've done like collab shit where it was just super stupid, where like if I was like a a lesser person in some of these scenes, I would have ruined the whole fucking shot. We would have spent hours upon hours shooting this shit. Like, so there was um, I remember one time. So I used to live with Cody Bor. She used to be my roommate. Now she's kind of like graduated, gone on her own stuff. She's got her own house and things. But like, I helped her with a custom once where it was one of these virtual POV customs where like it, uh, uh, same style of the Bailey video I was talking about. So the focus isn't on the penetration; it's on the on the fake like imagining having sex with the person instead so they don't care as much about like the visual penetration part but but filming that shit when you're not actually doing it is so fucking silly yeah i know back in the bag <laughs> got to see the girls especially where they be doing it where they be bouncing and shit yeah i know they ain't bouncing on a dick Nope, yep, and I'm like, and, and the worst part is, is I had to do this for my friends, so I was a camera guy, so I had to be the stand-in without the penis the whole time, and I'm just like, doing this, and I'm like, okay, now let's pretend to fuck, and, uh, 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 and she's like, going ham on top of me, doing all the dirty talk and stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> but don't laugh, don't fucking ruin this custom, 
So, <laughs> like, if I ever, oh my God. So, um, I did this really stupid, um, it's a porn, but it was like a porn parody of porn. Like, we were making fun of porn tropes. Yeah. And uh, it was like your classic pizza guy, stupid ass setup. Actually, I might have told the story already, but I'll tell you again because it's fun and keep it real short. But like, uh, so me and my friend Cody and another friend of mine at the time, we were just getting together in a hotel room and we we're just kind of like, let's just fucking come up with whatever, right? We're all tested. We're just having fun. And we decide we want to we want to do a pizza guy video. We want to have like pretend we're fucking the pizza guy. So, um, so one of our friends at the time. Uh, she only had, she had like jeans. She was the only one that had fucking jeans and we wanted her to pretend to be the pizza guy. So we just gave her a dildo to fucking shove in her jeans. <laughs> and then she was also the camera guy. And, uh, me and Cody basically opened the door and we're like, oh my God, we forgot our wallets. What can we do? Will a blowjob be enough for like two pizzas? And some soda, like super slow, super obnoxious with the porn voices and everything. And then so we get down to where we're doing the uh, fake blowjob because we're, we're going down on a dildo in this girl's pants. <laughs> and like we finished on it and I have like this really dumb idea to like add fake cum, but we don't have any fake cum. But what we did have was Cinestix frosting because our dumb asses had also ordered pizza for our shoot and we had gotten the Cinestix. So we cut. I run over and I get the fake, yeah, the, like, the cinnamon cream or, like, the cream cheese or whatever frosting, and I put it in, and then, like, go to town deep-throating this thing, and we're, like, finishing the scene and stuff, but what I don't realize is, like, that shit is really sweet. It is super sweet, and I basically just fucking put it all the way at the back of my throat, so, like, while we're done, I start hacking, like... And we had to stop so many times in the middle because we're like mouthing off with like this dumb shit, just like this this corniest porns lines. I'm like, oh my god, you're so close to coming, I can feel it, and it's fucking frosting. And like, I had to cut because I like, you see multiple moments. Like, we have this uh, BTS bloopers reel from this shoot where I'm just constantly rolling on the floor because I'm dying at how stupid it is. And then after we're done. I run to the bathroom to wash the fucking frosting out of my mouth because, like, I injected that motherfucker right into the back of my throat. And, like, I can't see because I was wearing, well, I still wear glasses, but I, I didn't have contacts in for the scene. And I didn't want to wear my glasses, so I had taken them off. And it was at the SLS, which has all this mirrored shit everywhere. And I missed the door to the bathroom and hit fucking hit this glass. <laughs> right after the scene, I hit this glass door. And I fall to the floor and I'm giggling because at this point it's so fucking stupid. I can't see straight. And the best part is, is if I, I'm going to look for the footage because this shit's on film. This, like, I mean, like, as soon as we ended this scene, I'm like, done. I got to get this frosting out of my mouth. I start screaming. I'm like, get it out, get it out. And I run to the bathroom, hit their fake sliding glass door and then fall and just start laughing, like, peeling laughter. Can't handle the shit. <laughs> but like, it's like the scenes I like to do is I try to pick scenes that are what well, I consider realistic fantasies. Which yeah, exactly, because like those are more fun, you know. Yeah, cause like and, one, and some of the stupid stuff can can be fun. Like I do make campy porn, but like most of the 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 stuff I try to set up is like stuff that, that could happen. One that I did one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it was with this this lady named Jenna, and it was called Weed for Ass, and. <laughs> I'm a weed man, 
I'm bringing her. <laughs> she has no money. So I'm about to leave. She was like, well, is this something we could trade? I'm like, what can we trade? She was like, I can eat your ass. <laughs> yeah, I look back at her like, oh, so you eat ass. I'm like, okay. And that was the scene. She ate my ass and I fucked the brace off. <laughs> and and I always like to have little strange endings. Like one of the ones I did, it was uh called sexual sexual healing. And mm-hmm. the storyline is the girl's a nurse, but she's not a nurse. She's actually an escort dressed as a nurse. Okay, and okay. She's supposed to go see a client. Right. I'm an actual patient waiting for a nurse. She goes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, she goes to the wrong room. Mm-hmm. She fucked the shit out of me and everything. So I get a phone call, which I made my my cameraman because we stopped it and then we set it up. Right, right, and then set up. The that, yeah. Said, "Hey, oh, you looking for the room? Well, I thought you had came." And then it appears to her, and she gets on the phone, and be like, "Hello, wait a second, what room you in?" I went to the damn wrong room. <laughs> See, I love shit like that. Like, these kind of, like, I'm not supposed to fuck this person, but not not necessarily homewrecker shit, which I'm fine with. Like, I've totally done that. But, like, you got to find, important, you got to find different reasons for people to fuck, right? The wrong dude. That would Yeah, like, I, I basically did a, a similar video with Sean Dam where, like, I pretend to be a housewife that it was uh, about the time the bird box video came out or movie came out and everyone was doing that challenge where they yeah. blindfold themselves and do something. So the setup was, is uh, uh, I'm filming a YouTube video where the bird box challenge for me is I take out the trash mm-hmm. <laughs> with the blindfold on, but also I seduce my husband. <laughs> so we, we, we cut this little bit where it's like me and I've got like a, a, a tie like a, a like a regular necktie tied around my head and I'm pretending to take out the trash and on the way back I I go in the wrong apartment. So I I cuz I'm supposed to be blindfolded the whole time like that's the whole point. And so like I'm carrying a selfie stick because I'm pretending to film myself and I'm like now I'm going to seduce my husband for this video tee and like totally walk in. It's a video I did with Sean Dam. So the way we had it set up was that like Sean is just like what the this girl comes in out of nowhere and she's like, Oh my God, I'm going to suck your dick husband. Oh my. And like, and he's like, okay. <laughs> so, so the whole time at first off, I have to do this whole scene while I'm blindfolded, which is yeah. annoying. But two, um, we kind of have him play it up. Like we do these little simple lines that make it super obvious. This isn't my apartment. Like I'm like, Oh honey, just go sit on the red chair, but there's no red chair in the obvious. So he just sits me on the couch and I can't see. So it doesn't matter. Then I'm like, oh, my God, your voice is so deep. Are you sick? I'm going to have to take care of you later. Just, like, all this super dumb shit. <laughs> but it, that's also, like, really hot, right? Like, yeah. it's hot yeah. in a fetish way without being super fetishy. Like, that goes over better than just a straight fuck scene because yeah. because people do want storyline with their sex. They do. They do. With their porn. They want something to follow. You Even know, if it's just a little bit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because even to the point, like, even with me, even if me and the girl did a straight fuck scene, damn it, I'm running out of juice. Uh, Same here, actually. There's going to have to be a part part three to this eventually, huh? No, no, <laughs> you will have to come back. But like I was saying, even with yeah. me, I kind of like, 
myself, I kind of, you know, I even as a straight fuck scene, I'm going to oil up your ass, give you a massage, do something of that. Yeah, because you got to act like if you're not doing a storyline, then you want it to be like teasy and visual and shit. And like, uh, I've noticed that like straight fuck scenes or gonzo scenes do really well if there's chemistry between the two people. Because then the storyline is like, oh, these people like they like to fuck each other. Okay, I'm more into that versus just like a straight up hotel sex tape or whatever the fuck. Right. Like those don't do as well. For me, my fans, like, if my fans want to see a straight fuck scene from me, they want to know it's because I, as a slut, want to fuck that guy, and that's the story. Yes. Like, I'm into that dude, or or whatever, this idea of getting him off, and that's the story. That's what it becomes. Most definitely. So, people, because my phone is going dead, and I hate the <laughs> I see me and Huggy talk for about three to four hours. She will be back people and also we're gonna get her on one of the pro wrestling smokes episodes also so we can talk yeah i gotta some- give billy a hard time <laughs> he don't he don't like my, he don't like my millennial cowboy so i gotta pick on him which is fine yeah, I, like, I, like i said i am absolutely I, I, cool with I, I people like hate my wrestlers i actually like adam page i just think that when it comes to millennial cowboys the shit is they they they, they, they doing too much of it no, no, yeah, like his um his build up to his championship run was really good, but his actual championship run wasn't great. Well, but but one because they didn't have any quality opponents built up for him to face. Yeah, no, and that's yeah. a lot of the problem with AEW too is they're still kind of new, so they're still kind of building their fucking storyline and their lore and shit. What I understand is that even Vince had his hiccups and his headaches at, 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 when he first started. Mm-hmm. This man has not been booking any wrestling. He has not worked in any no. wrestling. Tony Khan does not know what the fuck he's doing. He has no, no idea. But he see, can't run a locker room to save his fucking life. <laughs> but, but see, that's the thing, though. He's he's not going to know. No. That's what I realize. He's not going to know. He, he's going to have to make mistakes to learn from them. Mm-hmm. You know? This ain't because he might have ran the Jaguars, but he never ran the Jaguars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 exactly. He owned them. It's not the same. He owns them. His daddy do more than that. He just helps Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. His more focus is AEW, but he has good booking here and there. It's just the problem is is that he don't have a cohesive show from Yeah, yeah. The story doesn't fit in together and shit. Yeah, because even to the point like just recently, like you just had the claim win the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna put them in a feud with Tony Nice and Josh Woods. And the purpose of the feud is because Sterling decided that he wanted to trademark Susan It is dumb as fuck. Like it could work because the the acclaimed are a comedy tag team, but like and I love the fact that these mid-card people are getting, like, some time to shine. But that's not going to bring any prestige to the title. Like, I don't care about the tag championship. Like, like... Because it's the point that, like, when they sit there and talk about... Um, like, for example, they don't... Me and Billy talk about this all the time. They don't mm-hmm. make mention of, of elevation and dark. So when you do see these guys challenge for a belt... It's like you have no idea who half of them are. It's it's kind of like okay, how did they get a title shot? Yeah, yeah, Man. exactly. He, he takes into account that people watch Elevation and Dark. Everybody don't watch it. 
No, everybody don't, especially because Elevation and Dark are on fucking YouTube. Like, no, there's not a a, coast, a, a consistent place to, like, tune in. And they don't promote yeah. it in the main shows. And see, the other thing, too, that I liked about the old school wrestling compared to this is that old school, let's say, if something happened on another show, they showed you exactly what happened on the other show to sell. Yeah, they kind of give you like a, 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 a like a little low down video or promo. Yeah, be like, you said, like for example, yeah, the the acclaim, yeah, they're ranked number two. They had they win on elevation against this tag team. You showed the highs of that match. You showed mm-hmm. the of this match. So it kind of makes everyone say, okay, now I see why they're getting the title shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's more consistency, basically. And two, also, the other argument me and him have is about everyone wants to see FTR versus the Young Bucks. I don't want to see that. Not I mean, now. Yeah, not, I already know how that's going to go. Yeah, because to me, one, I don't even want FTR anywhere near the AEW tag titles because they don't need them. They don't. They, don't. they got the Ring of Honor tag titles. They got the New Japan tag titles. They got the AAA tag titles. And FTR is amazing. Like, maybe for a house show, like they, yeah. they're doing some mix or something, that would be amazing. But, like, they don't need it. They're plenty fucking prestige. And the Bucks don't need the fucking tag champion either. They don't. They're sold. They're good. They're stars. Like, and everyone's saying they they selfish. They this, but dude, they they didn't even want the belt. Only why they took the belt because damn Jeff Hardy couldn't motherfucking stay sober. <laughs> and I say that as a fucking Hardy fan. Totally yeah, agree. Yeah, I I love Jeff them, but like he could not stay sober because they were the ones that posed one that ladder match and won the tag titles mm-hmm. because he fucked up and got that DWI. Yeah. It forced the young bus to get the belts, and you saw how quickly they gave the belts up. So I think sometimes people are like hard none of the elite have really been given any fucking belts, really. Like they don't need it. They know that. They actually didn't want it. Even with with, with Omega, Omega, Omega didn't want the title. It, no, he didn't. Him to get it. Yeah. No period. You know. Because they knew that us being EVPs, the first thing we're going to holler is that, well, y'all put the belt on yourselves because y'all EVPs. Y'all just want to get your Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're being paid. You're the fucking company, man. Yeah, then y'all complain when they don't do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, some they, 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 damn if they do, damn if they don't. Like I said, I Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about Kenny Olivier, my baby. You know, Kenny Omega and the young boys, I get some of the stuff that he's saying, but some of the stuff, some of these motherfuckers don't give them more credit than what they do. The guys, do I think they're great bookers? No. no. Should they book in any? No, they shouldn't book shit. Just stick with being wrestler. That's it. Yep. Can they put on a show, though? They can put on yes. a fucking show. Yeah. I'm sorry, Young Bucks is one of the top three tag teams in the world. And part of the problem is not enough fucking other promotions put any goddamn prestige into tag champions, so they're going to continue to be one of the top three. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, because yeah, I mean, like because e- even to the point of like with WWE, who can we actually see here and say could really challenge the Usos? Yeah, like not in that. WWE right now, who are a true tag team? Like that no. is what they do. You haven't seen a tag team like the Dudley Boys or the Hardy Boys in WWE since. Like, you haven't. Yeah, what, uh... Like, the fucking Iconics. I love them. 
but they got the tag championships at WrestleMania. Now they're fucking retired a year later. Like, no one knows who the fuck they are. Like, they don't care. <laughs> they were asking right. me. Rasking is rasking, yo. So, look, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm down to 2%. So, with that being said, baby girl, tell everybody what they can speak money on you. You can find me on OnlyFans.com slash Tegan Treks. If you want to get a preview of all that shit and know what I'm going to mouth about, you can always check me out on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash Tegan Treks. I also have an Instagram. I'm not as active there, but I do post thirst traps. <laughs> and if you want to see all of my content on the timeline for one standard payment, that's OnlyFans.com slash TV, T-E-E-G-T-V. Um, that's basically where you can go and basically watch Tig Theater without having to like fucking get DMs and all the PPDs and stuff. Uh, that's where I can be found. The best place to catch me though to see, to get get to know me is Twitter because I mouth off a lot on there. <laughs> yeah. And she will be back uh, the next time y'all see her will be in the premium smoke room. So so y'all know it gets a little bit more open over there. She might even flash the camera for y'all. Y'all we 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 don't know what she might do every day. If and you we'll- can get me some gems, I might even twerk a little. See, say, oh, see, I'm not bad at it. Yeah. I'm not bad. See, <laughs> show the booty Look at that. See, that why you got subscribed to the. To, you know, see, I did this shit as Bailey. Mm. <laughs> Talk about big ass Bailey. I would look and kiss her ass. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, she will be back. Uh, Subscribe to the Premium Smoke Room, four ninety nine a month. Seven premium podcasts for you to enjoy. Like I said, we get more candid, more wide open. You don't know what the girls might do. They might go topless the whole scene, the whole the whole episode. They might play, you know, suck on a dildo, demonstrate to the fucking. You never know. And we're gonna talk about some real, real shit and get real, even more real than we do in the Smokers Lounge. So, with that being said, so I won't have this phone cut off and I look like an idiot. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you didn't learn anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye to the people, Tegan. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining and learning. You have such a sexy voice. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I've got you covered. Somebody call the FBI. What is going on? Somebody like <laughs> they'll shoot out. My fans would never speak to me so disrespectfully. They'd be like, "Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see." Here's the difference between your fans and this. Yeah, my, my fans would be like, "Yeah, you see, you're you a goddess one. So, yeah. Of course, one man could never be enough for our goddess. You need all of them." The Premium Smoke Podcast, where all the porn stars come to. I do. Shopping. I unfortunately do know every bitch that that dick has ever touched. Well, at least in the last three years. Um, <clears throat> but scene is so hot. It's an hour long. So, and, and it was such an intense scene that I actually, like, dropped into sub, like, I, I dropped off into subspace during the scene. When he's causing that good habit and give you that great smoke. Literally, I knew it was that, like, I don't know, the back when he was fine. And I felt like this. And I said, what the fuck? And, yeah, I guess he wanted to get deeper. So, he... Just and he put like, his stomach on my back.
sugar and spice and everything. So you can belly fuck. Yeah, we live in a world where we love separating shit. Looking for him for him. You got BBW porn, BDSM porn, racial porn. Hold on. Wait, I'm gonna tell you what's interesting. Think about this. What's the name for white on white porn? I'm waiting. Come to the dark side and let me give you that deal. Uh, for me is Tommy Blanchard yeah, versus uh, Magic T.A. because they fought like two guys that actually had issues and fights were yeah. not cool. You roll around on the ground, 